is gone, the canisters are gone, we've got nothing here. God damn it! Alright everyone, welcome back to episode 51 of Gundam at MHQ, a landmark episode. Um, we'll be, uh, we're fastly approaching AARP membership uh, <laughs> episode count wise, so Yay. we'll be able to go and, you know, be mean and say don't take my Medicare. We're going slow. But uh, uh, in this episode we have some great analysis, lots of soul bro brashing. Nice. And um, a secret guest comes back that we haven't heard from in a while, oh, wow. and uh, he makes a great appearance in one of our one of our segments. But um, before I begin, Solbro, Chris, hi, how you guys doing? Hi, what is I'm up, okay. Luke? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Liz? Hey, you. Hey, you. That guy. <laughs> Get your goddamn hands off of her. <laughs> <laughs> Biff. You really want me to? Should I really swear? <laughs> but um, all right. Damn well. it, George! It's the one I was ever born. <laughs> <laughs> and as you can see, this is an eighty-centric. Um, this is this is uh, the Back to the Future episode. Yeah, the eighty-centric episode. Not really, but uh, Gundam Time Machine. In, in this episode, <laughs> um, oh, it's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> um, in this episode, we're going to be uh, doing. It's probably been requested by various listeners in the listener submitted um, topic submission thread. Uh, we're finally going to go into a little bit more talk about some of the mecha games out there, especially some of the Gundam games and Macross games, and um, a lot more than we did. I can't even remember what episode we did that in, but that was way, way back in the past. Way back in the day, I hope man. I don't spoil anything. I think that might have been episode four, man. Okay, good. Thank Deep. you. Deep. Um, and, you know, we... we we don't really have anybody to credit for this, but you know, you people that suggest it, you know, we finally heard you. You know so, who you are. What you, you, know. what you mean, you people? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, why did I step in it? Oh, you know, you people like you. You know, <laughs> um, you otakuism. You, you people with your type of, um, just forget what I said. Just forget what I said, but. No, definitely done that, and I'm sure there's games we missed, and uh, it's definitely going to be a topic that we'll uh, go back to uh, sometime in the future, I imagine. And um, our, our other topic is, um, it's kind of a, a, a refit of a Soulbro topic suggestion, and um, a refit's a nice thing to do, you know, that's what happens. It is um, the rebuild of Soulbro. <laughs> the rebuild of Soulbro. <laughs> Um, actually, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the 80s anime and how it was used uh, with Toonami and Adult Swim and all that, and kind of lament a little bit about the Toonami Midnight Run Adult Swim years and some of our thoughts and you know some of the reasons why we think it they're not some aren't around and some aren't in the same form that they were uh, you know that we remember them in. So, but uh, before that, got some great listener submitted news articles here. First one actually comes from Wielder. Oh, haven't heard from him in a while, and this is uh, always—you can always find these articles in the Neo's listener submitted news articles thread in the Mecha Talk forum on the in the Gundam area. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody for suggesting them. Um, and this goes great with what we're going to talk about today. 
and I feel like deja vu here, but in Famitsu, you know that <laughs> magazine, there's a new PS3 game that's being announced for Ace. Get out of here. Another Centuries episode, R. And, of course, just me and Chris will be able to enjoy this. Soul Bro will just have to look out <laughs> outside in the window in the rain. <laughs> Like a like a like a cat <laughs> or top cat, <laughs> and uh, some great things in here because Mr. Wheeler um, he has some links to um, the Famitsu and there's some great scans in there. But some of the series, some of the suits that you'll be so honored to fly, or so honored to press X on, nice, <laughs> and left bumper and R button, triangle, uh, super dimensional century Orgus, uh, mobile suit Zeta Gundam, Shars counterattack, Crossbone, uh, Sea Destiny. Um, well, actually, the suits are better than the show. Um, oh, Overman King Gainer, Full Metal Panic, with the exclamation, <laughs> and uh, Kogias R2, uh, Genesis of the, of the Aquarion, uh, Macross Zero, Macross Frontier, and some Bam Presto uh, originals. So um, definitely some great things for us you know, Mecha Game uh, players out there for um, you know for you guys. So you know take that and take advantage of uh, the PS3, and always remember it's region free for. Japan and uh, in America. So sweet, you'll you'll enjoy it one of these days. I might uh, surprise you before the year is out, Soul Bro. I might I might I might end up joining the ranks before the year is out for the PS3. We'll yeah, wait. but we'll we're see. not accepted here, folks. We'll you, hold him to that. Yeah, oh, hey. and Keep, we there's actually what if we tuned. what if we close the ranks? <laughs> so we have to hear because the only person I'll deem you worthy would be the general. Well, you tell Sony not to sell me one. <laughs> And he'll only let you in there if Kagali's crying. Oh. But um, got some other great news here, and this is from Jabman and one other poster here. I'm Aww. forgetting who it is. And, oh, Nasty Nate. And okay. they both commented on, they found it on uh, various sources. Uh, Jabman found it on Facebook. Oh, and um, Mr. Nasty Nate found it on the Cosmic Era blog. And remember the Zeta Gundam, a new translation movies? Yeah. That we somewhat saw you know years ago mm -hmm. and uh, well, you you are now going to be able to get those in the united states but uh they're going to be subtitled they're not going to be um you know dubbed so That's all right you know for all you dub dubbies and you know i enjoy dubs but you know i saw it originally subtitled years ago i i, I think i'll manage the only dubs i want are on my car no <laughs> no just kidding but uh, that's some good news, so we're going to slowly see that. And um, doesn't say, did it say where it's, is it just uh, DVD or is it Blu-ray and DVD, Chris? I didn't really see that on there. Uh, it's DVD only. Just DVD. <coughs> nice, oh, man. It'd be nice to see those mm -hmm. in Blu-ray. Definitely would be nice to see those in Blu-ray. And, of course, the new translation well, means... Well, I don't even think it's on Blu-ray in Japan because the TV show is on Blu-ray, but I don't believe they ever released okay. the movies on Blu-ray. All right. Well, I'm wrong again. Okay. Aww. That's okay. But um, you just, you I'm used to it. it. <laughs> hey, I'm quoting Facebook now as a source. It's gotten that bad. What am I? Well, you know, it actually is on on other sources like say Anime News Network. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Sorry. It's well, poor two, journalism on your part. Two guys. Two guys did it, and they. Well, he said Cosmic Era blog. Yeah. So they did the work. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Blame the source, huh? Blame the source. <laughs> Damn you guys. But um, that that's some great stuff, and uh, I'm sure we'll be looking forward to that. And, uh, of course, those new translation movies uh, meant a new new ending and space humping. Lots and lots of space humping. Nice. But um, next um, 
article here comes from Anime News Network, and it's a courtesy of Vent Noir. And Solbro, who loves live-action adaptations of anime... He does. You, you're going to love this one. Go for the live-action film of uh, Voltron is going to be rebooted. Oh, man. So uh, I don't... Is I don't, Rail still doing it? Um, doesn't say here. They, I guess the scripts that they wrote for it have been scrapped, and they're putting a reboot. They're putting it in reboot mode. Oh, I think they should just reboot it back into the, <laughs> uh, what is that, um, development Oblivion. hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say boot it into development hell. Boot it but. right into a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. don't know how that's gonna work as a live action movie. I really don't. It's and not uh, unless it's like Power Rangers or something like that. And that's the last thing I want to see. Hey, I'd probably the watch last it thing. if it was like that. <sighs> I'll leave Make it, it to a you. <laughs> but um, oh yeah. So I'm sure you know. I wouldn't hold my breath on this one. I don't know what would come out sooner, this or the live action Ava. That <laughs> probably. <laughs> but uh, just like to thank Mr. Vent Noir for that. And we haven't had any Code Geass news lately. Oh, man. And always remember, in Code Geass, that Lelouch is dead. And then Suzaku did it. And Suzaku did it. Way to go, you spoiling, you spoiling bastards. And, <laughs> and uh, uh, Shinke has mystery cough of blood disease only when it matters. Oh. <laughs> and this is um, courtesy of Zero Buster XX. And this is on the Nikon blog spot and there's going to be a Lucia's birthday DVD and what? it's going to have some new um, information on a new the new animated entry of the Code Geass franchise so yeah he gets instead of I don't know how they're going to celebrate his birthdays well yeah. how can the deceased have a birthday well you can I mean they, they celebrate <laughs> dead people all the time yeah. but yeah. It's going to be called Code Geass Lelucha the Rebellion. Kisuke's Birthday is a compilation of footage from the event of the same name held at the Tokyo International Forum in early December of last year with some new, um, with some new uh, materials added. It's going to be released on a- April 23rd, and there's a Blu-ray and a DVD version, and a UMD version of it also. So for all you Code Geass fans that can speak or read Japanese, there you go. Excellent. And I'm sure once it's out, we'll get some more information on that. But um, <laughs> I just want to thank everyone for their submissions. And um, it's, uh, you know, what is it? Neither storm nor sleet or rain or dark at night. Here comes the mailbag with Chris. And uh, hit us up with some of the great uh, listener questions that you have this week for us, Mr. Chris. <coughs> we got some good ones. All right. First is a couple of questions from Vish, uh, who asks, Number one, why is it seen that the more realistic, gritty series, <clears throat> 8th MS Team, 0083, are all shorter OVAs and take a backseat to the 50-ish episode, almost pseudo-realistic series, 00 Wing Seed? So, I'll jump into it first and say, well, it's because of the audience that they're going after. Yeah. You know, the OAVs... You know, they target the older audience that grew up with early UC who have become adults and who have money to spend on this stuff, and that's why they have older casts than uh, these TV shows, which are targeted at 15-year-olds. That's why you have these 15-year-old pilots showing up, because you know the whole point is to have characters that the audience can associate with and can uh, sympathize with. That, and I think it, I think it comes also from the model selling aspect of um, you know it seems that more people you know probably are going to be it's like you said the younger demographic is going to buy the more shinier prettier 
mobile yeah, the suits. flashier stuff yeah. for the kids the and the GM more realistic. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't think we're going to be. You're, I don't think you're going to see many like eight-year-olds who want to buy something from UC Hardgraph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I hey, look, can't. I built this really expensive motorcycle and Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, the hover truck. <laughs> but, uh, so, bro, that, that makes perfect sense. It's all about the demographic when it comes down to it. Probably. If the, if the, if the viewer can't relate to the uh, characters portrayed, you have a less of a chance of it being a, a success. And, you know, they always go for the youthful pilot and the, the shinier, happier suit and situation as opposed to the, the cool ass gritty. Um, Warfare that's portrayed in shows like Eighth um, MS Team. I, I I gotta look at it this way. Would I've been interested in Eighth MS Team when I was Soul eight Bro years side old. What's that? Solbro sidestep. You're like Switzerland all the time. <laughs> I'm just saying. I agree with your point, but yet I see your point. I'm, 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 I'm just I'm neutral. just wondering if I would be interested in something like Eighth MS Team as much as I would have been Voltron when I was eight. And um, I gotta probably say I'd probably be more interested no. in Voltron as a as an adult though. Eighth MS Team rocks all day long. And um, but the models don't. I don't want to build a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Wanna, unless it's like a Ducati Hard or graph. something like that. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not down with the glue. I wasn't like. <laughs> I wasn't like. Oh crap! I can't wait to build that hover, hover truck. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, or Chris, GM head. Chris is on point with his assessment. With the with that answer, that question. <laughs> All right, uh, number two. Any thoughts of Gundam games and any unique storylines you think would make an awesome anime? Gundam Senki, Giren's Greed, uh, Side Story 0079. Well, since I don't know too much about all of them, but um, I guess anything's possible now with uh, the thing of Unicorn. And, you know, also a lot of those games have been out for a while, so I would imagine since they haven't been made, <laughs> they're probably not going to be made. And, um, you know, but I could probably definitely see in the future, depending on the success of, of Unicorn, and I could see possibly maybe a game um, influence a, a, an OVA or something. That, that's, you know, that could happen. There's that one game that's on the, the PS3 uh, 0081. You never yeah. know. I mean, if that if they ever want to make that an OVA, that tease we had, that tease we had. <laughs> oh, it's a new series. Oh, wait a minute, it's a game. Oh. Oops. Oh, <laughs> you know that that might have enough story there to make a an OVA series out of it. But since they're busy with Unicorn, I, I doubt that'll happen anytime soon. I mean, the ultimate fanboy um, mech orgy though would be uh, to to remix the One Year War and make an animated series out of Garion's Greed um, with all the. All the characters from all the Gundam series that uh, took place during that time. Is it going to be like those games, like those books you used to read as a kid, where like if if you say yes, you got to go to page twelve? Choose, your, you own say choose no. your own adventure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you say no, you go to page forty-two. Man, <laughs> that would be the book. That book would be as big as the telephone. That, the the it's telephone directory pop up on the screen on the Blu-ray. <laughs> It'd be bigger than the Bible. Yeah. Woo. Man, no doubt. But yeah, that's 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 my fanboy wish right there. Mm. If it were possible, and even though I lament that there's so many one-year war OAVs, <clears throat> mm -hmm. but I also know at the same time there's always going to be more. Right. If there were going to be more one-year war OAVs in the future, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Rise from the Ashes yeah. and Blue Destiny yeah. turn into yeah. OAVs, which I've said before, so that's not any surprise answer for me because I think they'll both have good stories and would have made good OAVs. Yeah, Blue Destiny was made into a manga, wasn't it? Or was the yes. game? Yeah, yeah. I remember reading them, the manga for that. Incomplete manga, though. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, next question: Do you think there could be any possible way to savage 
I believe he meant salvage, ZZ's horrible rep with movies akin to Zeta's new translation. Well, that, why would that? You'd be rewriting the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all, all you would be doing is probably making it worse because That's, you'd say this was bad, so we had to redo it again. Or I don't know. Well, I, I said from the beginning, out of out of something to make a new translation out of, they should have picked Double Zeta instead of Zeta. But it was it was the anniversary for Zeta at the time, I guess, and Tomino wanted to go back to that, so I guess he didn't see that. Sunrise had Double dollar Zeta signs was, in their eyes. Yeah, they did. But you know, Tamino wanted to to, to kind of omit his double Zeta from um from the timeline with his uh, new translation of um of, of Zeta Gundam. Not that that, of course, omitted. Uh, it from why the are you timeline. going and saying that for? Now you now all these I mean people uh, the forums are gonna say, hey, Solbro said that double that, Zeta is the timeline. That's just an impression I got. Not that this is true because it is part of the timeline. It's referenced in in Unicorn Gundam, so it's 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 a part of the timeline. Don't say things that, that aren't true. Oh. You're making my job harder. <laughs> Stop saying that. Well, if anything, um. I, I would like to see a, a remix of. I'd like uh, I'd like to see him uh, remake Reigns of Rin, and <laughs> on the anniversary of that, because if anything needs to be omitted, it's that. Ouch. <laughs> I, I would like to see a remake of Double Zeta as as some movies, and for them to have a second chance of telling that story. I don't think it ever will happen, or that it would have happened, because if you look, you know, to the merchandising in Japan, the two most popular entries in UC are first original followed by Zeta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though Double Zeta is the sequel to Zeta, it's just not as popular in Japan as its predecessors. So exactly. I don't think that there's you know, any need from Bandai's perspective to remake it. I mean, anything's possible, but you know, Tamino hasn't done anything in a few years, and whenever he's asked about Double Zeta, he just says that he barely remembers it, so <laughs> I wouldn't expect to see it. Plus, You'd have to ask yourself, if he's making these double Zeta movies, you know, are they going to be following after Zeta the show or Zeta the movies? Because you've got some very obvious story differences, you know, like Haman deciding to run away and Camille not having, you know, brain pride. Yeah. (laughs) Fried brain. Yeah, so you'd have a lot of factors to consider, and I just don't think there's anything for, for Bandai in it to make it profitable. Yeah, well then. Next question. Um... I know they tried this in a way with Seed, but do you think it would be good or bad if they actually remade the original MSG, and do you think it would ever happen, perhaps even following the original story with G3, Gundam, etc.? What do you mean, the original in the book, then? But that's a completely different story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to G3s, that's a whole different thing. Cause... Yeah, that's a whole different can of worms if you follow the, uh, yeah. the books. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not always that... I'm not down with remaking stuff because then they would just fall into the Evangelion trope of just remaking something that's already been done. But if they, if you wanted to do like an alternate telling, you know, you could always do like the Gundam The Origin, you know, if, if you wanted to do UC but not really replace the original show because, let's be honest, they did the movie trilogy and that was kind of the update, revamp story of the original show. So, and, you know, I, I don't know. I think that if Bandai wanted to remake the original series, they would have done it by now. Yeah. And also, why bother remaking it when it's still such a cash cow after 30 years Yeah. from being an old show and <clears throat> they create all these new shows whose purpose is to eventually lead kids yeah. to the original series yeah. anyway. Yeah, that's so, true. Not only that, but again, I'm also, like Neo, not uh, much of a remake fan. You know, just because something's old... Does it need to be remade? 
you know, do you need to remake the original Star Wars movies? Do you need to remake Casablanca or Citizen Kane just because they're old? You know, does something does something not have value just because it's old and it's not the prettiest new thing? And let's be honest, though. I mean, we usually go by the you know the movie anyways, and the movie is looks a lot better than the TV show. I understand some of the episodes in the TV show are pretty, you know, they get a little rough, but yeah, it's just some sometimes when you remake stuff, it doesn't have the same magic to it, and it, you know, you you see this many times even in regular films in are you, are western you, you know they remake something and it's just like wow is, that just didn't seem like the original is that, a, is, that something. A, is that a dig at clash of the titans is, is that i know I, I haven't seen clash new clash of the titans it's just a dig in general of a lot of things i mean yeah. everything yeah, most of the time new, remakes just they don't work they just they just lack something that made the original special yeah. that that moment in time that made that movie good I mean, that's not to say that I don't enjoy watching some remakes, but for the most part, they're not very good. I just think they're unnecessary, and they produce something that is not as good as the original. It's just a cheap way of you know making more money on something that's probably still making you money, even though yeah. I'm sure we'll get the remake Star Wars now that George Lucas has Avatar <laughs> penis envy. <laughs> so, uh, Solbro. Um, the it just it, to me a remake um depends on what you're remaking, but uh I don't think Mobile Suit Gundam really needs a remake, especially in light of the movies. I mean, I I'm right there with you when um if there was anything that I wish they would make an animated series out of is Gundam the Origin. Yeah. But um, you know, it's great in manga form. I mean, I'd like to at least finish reading the manga before I even see it get animated, but. I probably live my whole life and not see how that book ends, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the most part, sometimes re- oh, wait, I'll spoil over. it for you. The war ends. No, no, you bastard. Federation Zion won. Lose. Federation <laughs> won. Armor is a hero. What? And they lose White Base. Well then, and Shar is actually Castle Daikun. Uh, for the most part, when I look back at all the remakes I've seen of movies and animes and and shows and whatnot, most of them were they lacked in comparison to the original. And um, there's only a few that I can name that were better than the original. And unless it's really inspired, um, and chances are there aren't, the only inspiration is money. Um, it's probably going to be a waste of time. For so. every do you remember, love, there's Escaflone, the movie. Oh, 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 man, don't get me started. That's all of the can of worms. Uh, <laughs> next, we have a question from our buddy Stoops619. Hey, all right, man. He says, I may get banned slash shot for this one, but I'm being genuine and not trolling. Why do you dislike Neon Genesis Evangelion? Is it because it's been pimped out countless different versions, Super Samoan Ultra Director's Cut, (laughs) because of the fanboys slash fangirls hyping it up too much, or actually something to do with the show itself? If the latter, then what specifically? A and B, and sometimes C. Yes. I mean, it's basically what it is. My my big beef with it is... I th- I think every time what what we just said every time you remake something it just loses that luster. I think the original show probably it had something, but now that they come back every couple of years and they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, it's really supposed to be like this." And since we have new technology to make it prettier, it's going it, to and it'll be just as good or better than what you remember. Um and then yeah, the other part is the fans because um it's newsflash, it's not the greatest show ever it's not deep because it has a bunch of religious western religious ideology in there which makes no sense because none of it is interrelated it's just there because 
Japanese people sounds have, cool. Yeah, Japanese people have no idea what you know the Kabbalah, the Tree of Life, or any of these other things are. So it's like, uh, no, please. And um, what was C again? It was uh, the fans. It's been ripped. It's been redone. And- yeah, you'd be, and the fans, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll <laughs> jump in next because I'm pretty sure that this question is mostly directed at me. All right. So, I do not dislike the show. I like the show. I have it on DVD. But, as Neo pointed out, um, the show is kind of pretentious because, you know, all of this, um, you know, Judeo-Christian stuff that's thrown in there is just a bunch of nonsense. It's just because it sounds foreign and cool. Yeah. And to make the show seem like it's more than a Monster of the Week robot show. So I'm not deep on shows that just throw stuff out there to make themselves seem more involved than they really are. But despite all that, it's an enjoyable show. Uh, I don't care for the fact that Gynax just keeps pimping it out, although I should probably blame the audiences in Japan and America for buying, just it. buying the same yeah. stuff over and over again. I can't blame Gainesh for wanting to make money, but for Christ's sakes, it's one series. It's the same story over <laughs> and over again. Move on to something else. Yeah. And <clears throat> three, uh, you know, I'm just not big on the fans who constantly overhype it as the best thing ever. And who justify these weak uh, Judeo-Christian references as being something bigger than what they are. Like insane. super deep and, you know... Yeah. You just don't understand it. Uh, no, I, I, had, I had 12 years of Catholic school. I understand the Christian and Jewish religions. And I have Jewish people in my family. I understand this stuff. <laughs> you know? And I know when you put, sometimes putting A and B does not equal C. So. Tell me, uh, tell me, Neo, uh, where in the Torah can I find the robots? Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> Or, or the, what, or the, what, or what, what verse is that in? Genesis twelve, uh, verse seven. I think that's actually in the book of Deuteronomy, or Exodus, probably. The book of Anno. Yeah. Or, or the, or the, uh, what was it? The, how many angels are there? The twelve or thirteen failed things of what humans could have been. Then instead of being like little humans, they could have been these big ginormous monsters. It's like, please, whatever. Solbro. Oh yeah, that's right. You adore the show. I, I, I like so, it. I so like there with the with you guys. I like it, but just fun. I own it, and um, I had some I had some um, criticisms about the initial ending and and the movie, but for the most part, I I, I think it's. And you it, were I, further confused by all the other endings <laughs> that came out. <laughs> I still think the manga is still the best representation of Ava. Um, that it, which I think is still running in Japan. I don't know, but um, still the the best version. But of unfortunately, it. the fans but, don't even know about that, and they always reference the show, the, the TV show. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's not the greatest anime that was ever made. No. It's a fun anime Zoids, to watch. Zoids Genesis. And um, I, I I I like quite a bit. Um, my biggest beef is also with Gainax. You're making all this money off of Ava and not turning out any new products of any new new shows or ideas. Every so often they come out with an OVA or maybe they help to co-produce a TV show. But for the most part, they were doing big things in the '90s. They did uh, Secret of Blue Water. They did Gunbuster. They did uh, and then they did Ava and then all the creativity stopped. They did a couple live-action movies. Except that Gunbuster and Nadia were in the '80s. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> seriously? Well, okay. I'm sorry. I saw I saw Nadia in the '90s, so my bad, my bad. But they were doing big things. Sober, um, sober history. Because I saw it in the '90s. Well, no, it's from wait, the wait, 90s. wait. I bet if I looked up Nadia, I think it maybe aired at the end of the '80s, but transitioned into the '90s. Whatever. So. No, no. Whatever. <laughs> Just oh, stop. All right. All right. I'm the one that gets cut off. Um. Anyway. Um. Gynax really isn't doing 
much nowadays except Pimpin' Ava, and I think it's a shame because they're a creative studio. I think the last last cool thing they put out was FLCO. And um, oh, what what they never oh, they never oh Gurren Lagan oh my God I'm an ass <laughs> Rich I'm afraid I, I can't even I can't, tell you that I can't even think that it's a I, Rich, I don't even think of it as a guy next show to be Rich, honest but it is Rich I'm afraid they might start doing the they might I hope they don't give it Gurren Lagan the Ava treatment oh wow I don't I don't mind the movies but it's like you know I'll just let it rest there I don't want to break Pedo Bear South's heart <laughs> by saying something ill about Gurren Lagan but can can, compar- can can we please our can we move on from Evangelion to something else? Are we yes. ready for that? Um, sure. <laughs> okay, so our next question, we're jumping a little bit ahead in the mailbag, is about Evangelion. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> now, these questions, you know, I just read them as they're represented, so, you know, it, it, if it seems rambling and, and whatever, uh, that's just the way it was posted. That's not me. So this question comes from a user named Cack Attack, and his question is, now how do I say this? I've been roaring with this, let's say, a tiny little bug about Shinji from the greatest mech anime, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Now I know he has done some, let's say, bad things that make him iconic, first ten minutes of End of Evangelion. No other anime character has done that, and that what makes him the best anime character ever. But my side agrees that Shinji is the reason that people watch mecha anime. Now, many people might disagree with me, but they just don't understand anime then. But Evangelion is still in stores, and Gundam, well, not so much. So the question is, why do people ever think that Shinji is weak? Okay. Huh? Now that that's, now that that's out, it's time for the Straight Talk Express. I heard that, Diesel Engine. I heard it. Which has been rarely used so far in 2010. Mm-hmm. But, uh um, return. Yeah, aside from being uh, rambling, I'm sorry to say, uh, Mr. Cack Attack, that I find the whole premise of this question to be really pretentious and elitist and something that just looks down on anyone. You know, you think that Evangelion is the greatest thing ever and that Shinji is the greatest thing ever, and if someone dares to disagree with you, then they just don't understand anime. Yeah. That's just a load of crap, I'm sorry to say. And also, as you're supporting evidence, evidence uh, Evangelion is still in stores, and Gundam, well, not so much. Uh, I don't know what stores you go to, but anywhere that I go, I still see uh, Gundam DVDs and video games and manga. So yeah, all, whatever all, you're trying to prove, uh, your, your point doesn't make any sense. Yeah, <laughs> all, 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 the, all the anime legends that are being reissued, like Wing and OAFMS and, and G... And all that stuff, and, and, and the new stuff like Double O, yeah, always yeah. on the shelf, and that's and, all out there. And oh, and hey, of course, look, Unicorn. The Zeta movies are are coming out, and we've got Unicorn. So, you know, I don't know what the whole point of that uh, that argument is. And Shinji's the best character because he he jerked over Asuka in a coma. <laughs> is that, I don't know. Is that that's what it sounded like the first paragraph was saying? You know, because yeah. that's what that first ten minutes of the Evangelion's about. I guess he hasn't so, seen hentai, so he had the baby you know. batter on lock. Yeah, because <laughs> the the next thing is that no other anime character has done that, and that's what makes him the best anime character ever. So, you know, if you like that, then maybe you should just go watch some hentai or some bukake or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And um. I don't agree at all that Shinji is the reason why people watch mecha anime. They watch it because there's lots of shows in the genre they like. Yeah. He's not the best character ever. He's not the only representation there is of the franchise. And uh, you know, to get to the actual question, why do people think that he's weak? Because he is. 
Yeah, it was stated he's, throughout the show. Yes, he even says it himself. Mm-hmm. And he's he's weak, he's whiny, he's self-centered. Selfish. He's a pushover. Mm-hmm. He was made to be and the antithesis. He's the very definition of weak. He was made to be the antithesis of, uh, he, of the normal mecha lead. He has no ambition, no feelings of self-worth, no drive to do anything. Yes, a lot of these things change as he progresses, but for a lot of the series, he's just this kind of a guy. Yep. And if you disagree with me and think that I don't understand anime, well, sorry for you. <laughs> oh, and, and, and here's a newsflash. Uh, Gundam is not the only reason why people watched anime. It was watched because of stuff like Macross. People watched it because of stuff like Macross. Oh, and before that, like uh, what, Tetsujin 28 and Ma- Mazenkaiser and Mazinger and all those shows beforehand. Maybe so, a little Captain which are still in. Which are still huge shows <laughs> uh, in Japan and, and, and to a lot of fans even here in the U.S. and, and other Western countries, so... Yeah. I just don't know and how, how before, you can say... Oops. Before you guys go on, I just want to jump in the whole thing of Evangelion in stores and Gundam not so much. Uh, one final point on that, you know, something that fanboys like to use in their favor whenever they argue about anything is sales. Mm-hmm. And to me, sales of anything and quality are two mutually exclusive things. Right. Because something that sells very well could be a piece of crap. And something that um, doesn't sell very well could be really good. So just because something sells well or you perceive that it sells well doesn't mean it's automatically better than something that doesn't sell well. And that's just something that infuriates me about fanboys of anything, whether it's anime or video games or music or movies, you know, to insist that there's a correlation between you know, profits and quality because there is none. And, and the funny thing is, too, is if... Evangelion sold so well, I guess ADV wouldn't be whatever it is now. You know? <laughs> what outside, themselves this week? Outside, oh, outside of the whatever other bad business decisions they made. So, there you go. And, you know, I think what was it last episode? Uh, the volume one of the Blu-ray of, of Unicorn did as well as the Evangelion 1.43 squared to the fourth power you know whatever version it was you know the, the replacing you you saw it in the theater is this way but we're going to retool it three more times on the blu-ray so yeah so bro so bro your your comments on on the issue uh, I, I i agree um you know I've, I've had arguments with people about uh anime's music even um where people say well they're not selling like it, it the the crap you listen to, the underground stuff you listen to, doesn't sell like Ja Rule or you know whoever is the flavor on the radio at the moment. And it's like, wow, um, that doesn't mean that that stuff is good. It just means that people don't have any taste in music or they don't know how to go out and find music on their own. And you know, there's a lot of quality stuff out there. It's not selling gangbusters, but that doesn't mean that there's not quality stuff out there that can be watched or listened to. And it just people like latching onto the mainstream and thinking that you know because it's popular and it's selling well, it's, that, that's all. That's its value and its only value. It's a lot of good shows that come and go and get canceled, but they were re- really great shows, whether it be anime, TV shows, or whatnot, too. And movies, too. So that, that argument holds no water at all. And, um, movies get canceled? <laughs> movies don't do well. They flop. But <laughs> some of them are, are, you know, are, are appreciated okay. years later because they're, they're seen for the masterpieces that they are. They just didn't find an audience at the time they came out. So, yeah, that, that argument holds no water at all. I've been fighting that uphill battle since since I was a kid. 
we hide to a grasshopper. Nice. That's all from me. Alright. Anything else in the mailbag, Chris? Oh no, that's it. I, what what could possibly follow after that? Oh, <laughs> I don't showstopper. Alright, well that was uh, the first that was uh, the mailbag for episode fifty one and also I'd like to thank all the people that's uh, sent articles for news news and we'll be back in a little bit with our first segment. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. Marcellus Wallace looks like. What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Need a cake, but you don't want something boring from the local supermarket or bakery? In the South Florida area, try EpicSugarWorks.com. This bakery specializes in creating cakes based off of your favorite anime series video game character or whatever custom design you're looking for. Their online store also features anime and video game themed chocolate lollipops as well as gift certificates if you want to give something to somebody. So if you're looking for a cake that's above the norm, go to EpicSugarWorks.com. It's epically delicious. Greetings, I am Andrew Cook, the host of Pretentious Internet Theater. Each month, I bring you the finest in literature that internet fan fiction has to offer. Join us, won't you? At tinyurl.com slash pitpodcast. Remember, there is much drama on the internet, but only the best makes pretentious internet theater. Here's to being dead. You're taking this extremely well. Taking what extremely well? That I'm here. I don't give a goddamn if you're dead or time traveling, or the ghost of Christmas past. All I care about is this whiskey. So bottoms up, get the hell out of my house. This segment of Gundam at MAHQ is brought to you by Petco. Hey everybody, welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ. This is Chris, and for one of our topics, we're going to be coming back to something that we haven't done in a very long time, and that is pretty commonly requested on the MechaTalk forums, and that is Vidya Games, specifically Mecha Vidya Games. So... I figure we should, uh, you know, kick this off, this mecha video games discussion, by hitting up um, a game that has been very highly acclaimed by Tamino. (laughs) I think you both know which game I'm talking about, and that is the all-time classic Tetris. Yes. Oh, man, the greatest game ever made, man. There's no comparison. Actually, I, I agree with Tamino that it is the best game, and really no games have been even half as good since that I put on uh, eBay yesterday my PS3 and my 360. There you go, man. What you do? You keep and going. I went to the one of those play and trade places and, and bought an old um, an old Game Boy. Oh, man. With yeah. the monochrome screen? Yes. The brick? Yes. Nice. The original. I, I don't want any ones with the better viewing screen or with, anything like that. With the mono, with the with the Monero audio? Yeah. Nice. And I only wanted one game, Tetris. <laughs> hey, well, let me tell you. You know, I, I gave up my... Uh, my Dreamcast and my PS3 and my GameCube. I 
just went to uh, like a bum in downtown Miami. Just gave said, it to hey, him. I said, hey, man, I'm sure you could probably make better use of this than me. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did the same thing. I went and I picked up you know an old uh, Game Boy and uh, Tetris, just like the one that I used to have. And, uh, you know, just been rocking with, with, uh, with that Tetris. And I, I've, I've taken, I bought stock also in Duracell batteries because I remember how well those... Uh, how energy efficient the uh, the Game Boy was. Well, retro's back in style, y'all. Yeah, of course. And, and let me tell you, you know, um, nothing nothing beats hearing that tinny do 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 do. It's almost like being in the final battle of MSG. You know, you hear that, and it's like I almost feel like I'm in the controls of the gun tank or the gun cannon, depending on what version you're watching. Right, but Tetris is just so much better. So it is. In conclusion for this segment, uh, I think we can all agree that Tetris is the best thing that has ever been made, and nothing good has ever been made since 1989. So, yeah. Thank you and good night. With that, uh, we'll, we'll be right back. You're listening to Gundam at MAHQ. You, you can have your Resident Evil 4 and Super Metroid and Call of Duty and all the Modern Warfare and all that stuff. Just give me Tetris. Give me Tetris or give me death. <laughs> you hear that, Kojima? You're a hack. <laughs> Snake. Who cares about that guy? Oh, man. All those loose ends. <laughs> anyway, now that we've got that out of the way, discussing the, the genius of Tetris and, and the subservience of everything else beneath it, figure that we're, we should look at some, some mecha games that uh, have been out in the last few years, and we'll talk first about some of the newer ones, and then some of the vintage ones. So uh, I'm going to punt things to Solbro to tell us what he thinks about Dynasty Warriors Gundam. Oh, man. Well, thank you. I'll I thought you were going to ask about mobile ops. Oh. <laughs> or are you saving that for last? Well, one thing at a time. Uh, oh, man. Jumping the gun, Neo. Jumping the guns. Well, then. Um, there's, uh, of course, there is uh, the Gundam Dynasty Warriors series. uh Created by Koei, who um, have been making unique games out of the Dynasty Warriors series for years, and Samurai Warriors. Oh, unique. <laughs> yeah, unique. If 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 you if you if you if you think that every character you're beating up is unique when they all look the same, uh, even when they're Zaku's, and um, man, there's a boatload of them in this series. You've never seen so many Zaku's get produced and destroyed <laughs> within a small amount of time in the Gun of Dynasty Warriors series. Um, I, I, I thought oh, Z- I thought Zeon had problems with resources. They had to. Uh, Conserve them. You would never guess oh, no. this game. <laughs> <laughs> There's no end to them, man. It's like water running out of faucet. Um, but no, um, I, I own the first one, and I, you know, I hadn't played the Dynasty Warriors in years, so it was just nice to have a beat 'em up in front of me. But you <laughs> nice know, to see they never changed. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, yeah, if you played one Dynasty Warriors, you played them all, even if it's in a gun of skin. Um, I would like to own Part Two for the sake of Part Two, but I haven't gone out of my way to pick it up yet. Um, but it's you know from what I heard it's more of the same and I definitely believe that. Um, I I certainly hope uh, this is a just a sidetrack, but I certainly hope the uh, Fist of the North Star game is a little, at least a little bit significant when that comes out. But if, judging from the Gun of Dynasty Warrior games, I don't think it will be. <laughs> How many heads can you make explode? Hey, at least at least we get to see a bunch of head milk <laughs> burst into the air. But um, it, it's just cool to see all the Gundam characters, you know fighting alongside each other against each other in these games and although the story doesn't make a lick of sense <laughs> it's the the just the pure novelty of um seeing all these Gundam characters in the game in America you excite me boy <laughs> exactly 
in Japan, it's a regular happenstance with the Super Robot Wars series and whatnot. You know, there's tons of games that cross all these characters over, but in America, it's very rare. And I'm quite surprised to see this series in America, given the way that um, Gundam games sell here in America. I, I don't know how well or, this series did, but or, I, or I, the quality ones they give us. <laughs> I, I I'm not sure how well um, Dynasty, Gundam Dynasty Warriors sold, but I guess it did well enough to warrant a sequel to come out here. So, but um, and even on the PS2, even yeah. on the yeah, even on the PS2. So, um, did Part Two come out on the PS2? Yes, it did. Oh my! Well then, in fact, there was um, <clears throat> in Japan where it's called Gundam Muso. Yeah. Um, they had a PS2 release that sold very huge over there called Gundam Muso Special that came out after the first one on PS3. Right. And it added new crap that wasn't in the first one. And that we never got here, but we did get uh, Dynasty Warriors Gundam 2 on the PS2. What, what could Having you add to that game, though, to make it even better? More more skins of Gundams. And, oh, okay. You know, given the, that it's the PS2, probably less... Uh, Less Zaku's on screen at any given time to, uh, <laughs> to slice up and destroy. Okay. It would, you know, it would freeze and slow down the screen. Less cannon fodder to slice up. Kai Shida needs your help. Were the Celestial Being Boys in, um, in Part 2? Um, I don't think there's any double up in Part 2. Oh. That's... I know that they added Seed in, in Part 2, but um, I know that was like the, the significant addition for that, but um, I always thought that they, they snuck in at least one character for double up. Now, oh, that's, well. Dude, you know. What are they going to do for Dynasty Warriors three if they exactly. if they already if they already have double O in uh, in part two? When, oh. and and don't and don't think they're going to have Unicorn in three because that's for four. Oh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well then. Yeah. And by the time we get to five, they're going to have you know whatever the new TV show has been that will come out in the next few years. So and if they're hard up for series, they can always go with G Say. Well, actually. <laughs> Actually, in five, they might have the full unicorn cast because that'll probably—I'm sure—Gundam Dynasty Warriors five will come out before the last episode of uh, of um, Unicorn. Unicorn finishes, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Neo, your your thoughts on Dynasty Warriors? Um, I've only played the demo of both games, and yeah, I mean, I used to play Dynasty Warriors and stuff, and um, it it's fun, but. You know the the problem with those games is they just get really repetitive after a while, and you know I, I'm sure it, it was kind of cool seeing you know the different characters and stuff, but in essence it's still Dynasty Warriors, and you still get to the same thing of like why am I playing this? And didn't I kill these guys already? <laughs> why do they keep respawning? Yeah, and, I'm uh, I'm just not a fan of Dynasty Warriors. Period, because it's just so damn repetitive. And- I was at a point in time, but not anymore. Yeah. You play this game, it's like, go capture this field, go capture that field, and I'm thinking to myself, why am I playing, you know, a Dynasty Warriors game that's just cosplaying as Gundam? Yeah. But that's really all that it is. It's just cosplaying as Gundam. It's not really anything that stands out as unique or individual. Yeah. Kai Shida needs your help. Go, go rescue him. <laughs> not that I really expected that much, you know, yeah. from a Dynasty Warriors game that's, that's it's set in Gundam universe, but still, even then, it's just the same stuff over and over. Mow down all these cannon fodders. Mow down more. Go to the next field. Mow them down again. Go fight yeah. the boss. Go help your buddy. Go, go run back to a field you liberated earlier because so, it got Exactly, and re-liberated again because some more cannon fodder show up now you gotta kill them all too. So unlike Ron Baral, you are not excited uh, by by that boy or or anything else dealing with Gundam Dynasty Warriors. 
I'm not excited when Romber Wall says, play with me, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and always, always remember, it was the mobile suit, not you, because you suck. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that uh, I guess we should mention, which was a sore point for uh, Western fans, uh, back when the first Dynasty Warriors Gundam came out, the game was fully bilingual, even the demo. Yeah. Oh. Yet, for some odd reason, uh, Dynasty Warriors Gundam 2 in America is only English dubbed. Yeah. And I have no idea why. You figure they would be able to fit, you know, both languages on the disc. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, there, there's a lot of Unless, audio in the game. The only thing I could think of is um, that uh, it would have taken up too much space on a DVD for the 360. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to have the game be exactly the same on both systems. They could have always added it as DLC or had it available as DLC, you know, for free. But I guess they didn't think that far ahead. I guess they just didn't care. Damn. <laughs> this, this is Bandai <laughs> we're talking about. And, and, this and, is the same and, company that says, hey, uh, hey, you American fans who like Tales games, you want this new Tales game? You can't have it. Oh, yeah. ouch. Because <laughs> even though you want it, we know that you don't want it, so we're not going to give it to you because oh, we're a Japanese company and we know what's best for America. Dang, man. And, and, and we're going to give things to you as a Japanese release and charge you the same equivalent amount as we charge the fools in Japan. Oh, Here shoot. you go. Wash, rinse, repeat. Thank you. Thank you, Petter Bear North, for all your business. <laughs> so I think the consensus is if you love Dynasty Warriors and you can't get enough of slashing up thousands and thousands of the same cannon fodder, then mm-hmm. this is your game. Uh, it, it's a rental. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah it's not <laughs> worth the purchase. Yeah, get, you, yeah, open up a Gamefly account if you really want it that play it that bad. Nice. There you go. Or if you have these things in your neighborhood called um, Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. I, if you can find one. It's some store that that apparently rents stuff and you have to actually go to the store and then you get the stuff and you take it home. Oh. It's a very strange concept. Get out of here. No. I refuse, I refuse to buy anything. I got to get in my car? <laughs> so, insane. moving on from Dynasty Warriors, um, we should go to another one of the very well-known um, Gundam action series that's been around for a long time, and that's the uh, Versus series mm-hmm. made by Solbro's boys over at Capcom. That's right. <laughs> so, that being the case, why don't you... Uh, Open up and tell us your thoughts on the, the Versus series from the developer that you heart so much. Well, um, I, I, I do. I am I'm quite a Capcom fanboy. But, uh, really? No, I, yeah. Really? <laughs> never never who, knew that. Who would have knew? I'm who s- knew? shocked. I'm shocked to hear this. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be, um, to be blowing your mind right now. I'm surprised you even <laughs> played these games because they don't have the words either street or fighter in them. So oh, my God. I'm surprised you played them. No doubt. <laughs> it was uh, you know, street fighter versus Zaft. Then he'd probably be all up on it. Hey, man, one of these days. One of these days. But no, that um, would be an interesting game. <laughs> and a quick one. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> but um, no, uh, I, I, um, I've only really... versus Osran. <laughs> they'll, they'll have the Hong Kong people dub it, you know, translate it, Asran. Asran. <laughs> I, speaking of the versus games from, um, I, the series, um, I guess was uh, developed by Capcom and still is to this day. I only really to um, extensively played the first um, two games, which are uh, 
Federation versus Zaf. Uh, sorry, not Federation versus Zaf, but uh, Alliance versus Zaf. Alliance. No, not even that. Um, Federation Zeon, versus Zeon. Zeon. Oh my God, where am I? Um, Federation versus Zeon, which uh, came out on the Dreamcast as well as arcades in Japan, mm-hmm. and um, I and think in PS2. Japan and the PS2 yeah. primarily um, in Japan. But um, it was a fun game. It was fun. It was finally nice to play a Gundam game that was easy to get into and um, responded well to the, the controls that you had at hand, and it had a very arcadey feel and you know, you could pick all sorts of suits from the one-year war on either side, and you could pick your pilot. Um, oh, your wow, favorite pilot from the show. <laughs> you could put you could put your favorite pilot from the Federation side and your favorite suit from the um, Zeon side, and and they could get down like that, man. I can't wait over. to be Rio Jose. <laughs> you could you could be Rio Jose and survive the whole one-year war, man. Oh my God, I know, freaking wild, ain't it? Um, but yeah, that game was uh, that game was cool, and then a it's couple the game of years that lets fanboy fantasies come true that have no basis in reality. Oh yeah, hell, hell yeah! That that signed me up. Oh God! Then then they they you know right now they should do one for um, the Double O Boys. Saji actually becomes so, a pilot. There you go. You could have there you go, Solbro. Versus Federation. Yeah. You could have your your dream scenario of Saji becoming an innovator and piloting yeah. Double O and yep. leading humanity towards innovation. Setsna dies. Saji takes over Double O Riser. The way it should have been. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> but um, years later, um, of course, uh, uh, Federation, uh, sorry, Titans versus uh, the AUG comes out, which is, of course, based on the Zeta Gundam series. Titans. Titans. Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I slipped into the uh, Japanese uh, pronunciation of it. Titans versus AUG. Requiem. Requiem. <laughs> comes out and, of course, expands on the whole, uh, the whole versus uh, series by putting uh, the two... The two warring sides from Zeta Gundam and into had a Soul game. Bros dream in it. Emma, Emma Sheen survives. Emma Sheen survives and pilots the Zeta Gundam. Oh. Excellent, excellent. And um, you know you could play all sorts of characters. And then later on on the consoles, they released uh, Gundam versus Zeta Gundam, which takes um, it pretty much combines those two games: uh, Federation versus Zeon and um, Titans versus Ayug. And um, I also put a really cool mode in that game where you can actually go through the whole timeline of the one year war and then it fast forwards to the to the grips war and you can play some of the characters that you play during the one year war into the grips war and you know characters that didn't have any business surviving the one year war could actually carry on I still into made that timeline die <laughs> or you have weird scenarios like uh Amuro becoming the hero of the Titans yeah and and killing Camille and destroying the Ayug. And and that was such a cool mode. I mean, that's what makes that one game stand out is because of that that mode. And, you know, there were all sorts of alternate timelines you could discover by doing different acts, doing certain stages, and it would it, you'd see the timeline and you'd see it branch off. Didn't Char, a have, a, didn't Char have a weird outcome, too, you could have done with him? Yeah, I, I, I believe he did. He had several of them. Um, I know that Haman had a really cool one um, that involved, uh, I guess, Judo and... Um, play too because you could unlock those characters yeah. too but I don't think you could go through the time maybe you could go through the timeline with them I can't remember but um, there were some double Z well, characters be told. too you'll be told on the forum uh, I can't wait yeah, <laughs> you should have remembered can't believe you didn't remember this Solbro again I'll stand corrected like I do every day but then of course the series branched on to other um, other ones like uh, Gundam vs. Gundam Next and Next Plus and the most more recent one um, um, that's coming out in the arcades again, Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme Versus, but I have yet to play those. Extreme with an E, though. <laughs> so it's not, it's not truly extreme. You just totally skipped over the seed games. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's right. Alliance I, versus Zap. And Alliance versus Zap, I did play that once, and I thought that was really cool. The best suit in there was uh, Savior. 
Savior was the best suit. That suit was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> As it is in the show, it just didn't last too long. But Kagalia is crying. Kagalia is crying every 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 stage. Yeah. But um, I'll turn it over to you, Neo, with your thoughts on um on the versus series. Um, same thing. I mean, definitely. Um, you have the, what's great about all those games is the ease of getting into them. And even if you weren't a fan of like robot games or st- you know or even the shows of Gundam. You could definitely get into them, um, you know, especially playing in the arcade modes. Mm-hmm. Um, a great way of, um, you know, actually having decent games that came to America instead of some of the other crap that we received. <laughs> so, but that's pretty much my thoughts on that, Chris. Anything else on the versus games? There, you know, there are fun arcade series that you know you can just, <clears throat> especially since they're on the PSP, the more recent entries, yeah. you can just jump into for a few minutes of quick fun go through like a different route and you know play with certain mobile suits uh, one of the things that I liked was that um, starting with the seed game they made a lot of tweaks to the engine and they really made the the, the combat a lot more fast paced yeah because in the uh, federation AU games it, was, it, it could be a little sluggish at times a little slow yeah, yeah. but the seed game was really fast paced. And 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 the and I think the the view of your suit was a lot bigger in the seed games too. I just remember like everything was scaled up a little bit in the, in yeah, the way everything the, how it was clearer. displayed. And yeah, so that's one of the things I enjoyed about the uh, the two seed games. That number one, they had a good selection of things you could use, and two, that the combat was more fast paced, and you know you felt that these things these things were a lot more mobile than in the uh, the first two games. And that's carried over to the, um, you know, the next iteration of Gundam versus Gundam, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, unlike all these other games, were confined to, you know, different timelines. This is all-encompassing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, from original series up to, in the case of Next Plus, all the way to Unicorn. Yeah. Awesome. So you know, you have all these crazy fights with you know, like F ninety one fighting Double O Riser or Unicorn fighting. You know, Wing Zero Custom, and I got to say, in the in the, the the seed ones, they had the Atherin transformation spam special attack down pat. Nice, because that was the first thing you did when you got Savior. <laughs> you just sat there, transform, fly away. As soon as that suit was unlocked, man, that's yeah. all. That's all you had to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's funny that one of, at least in my opinion, one of the best suits in Gundam versus Gundam is Destiny. Yeah. What? Because you can you can actually use that suit the way it's intended with its multiple weapons nice. and not, you know, the piece of crap way it was depicted in the TV show. <laughs> the poor the the terrible way that Shin piloted it. <laughs> it's yeah. Almost, it's almost like he got possessed by Marin. D- Damn. <laughs> or not Marin, and, but uh the other the other what the hell's her name? Luna Maria? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's the crappy one. Sorry, Marin was the okay one. She knew her place. And uh, you know it's it's always fun if you're in the double O riser to uh, you know just go into transam mode and start raping everything. Nice, of course. <laughs> or even when it, you know if you uh, unlock uh, ribbons and reborns Gundam, going transam and just blasting everything around you. Nice. And doing his uh, his hey look I'm a Gundam and gun tank spam attack. <laughs> oh, beams coming out of every orifice. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, basically, if you want uh, a fun, simple experience, really not much in the way of a storyline because you know it's just arcadey stage to stage. Yeah. 
then this is uh, the game to play. So I would recommend um, Next Plus on the PSP. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, PSP re- region for you can just import the game, and it's just a lot of fun to play. Nice. So, moving on, uh, since we're on the subject of the PSP, there's two series that we should briefly mention. That is uh, the Gundam Battle series, mm-hmm. which has had several games. Uh, either of you guys familiar with these games? I'm just familiar with what I've seen online with them. I hadn't played them on the PSP or anything like that, no. Same here. Basically, uh, did you play on the uh, the PS2, either Journey to Jabro or Encounters in Space? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same thing. That's what they are? Pretty much the exact same thing as that. Oh, okay. So it does okay. control a little bit differently if you're used to the more arcadiness of um, of the versus games. Mm-hmm. But the setup is pretty similar. You know, you pick a timeline, you create a character, you use a pre-existing character, okay. and you just go through that storyline. And frustration ensues. <laughs> and frustration ensues. Because that's all I remember from Journey to Jabra it's, and uh, Encounters in Space. A lot of frustration at times. And Bright yelling at me. Yeah. <laughs> So the thing about the Gundam Battle series is um, you might as well, if you if you want to get into it, you might as well jump into the later games because it's it was you know releasing a succession of four games in four years on the PSP. Okay. Right. And it was pretty much the same game every time, oh. just with incremental improvements of you know changing some of the gameplay, adding some new suits. So they made four of the Battle series. I forgot which one was the last one. I think it was Battle Universe, or because it's all they're always called Gundam Battle Blank. Right. So so Chris. The, the, the Battle series, they're in the Capcom format, then, you said? Not quite the game. in Capcom format. They, they don't play exactly the same oh, okay. yeah. as um, the Versus games. Damn. So it plays more in the lines of um, Encounters in Space. No, I was saying the Capcom format of uh, releasing something each year with minor tweaks and charging full <laughs> oh, price. Awesome. Yes, that, 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 yes. That's oh, that you mean the Electronic Arts? Um, <laughs> Electronic Arts? Uh, uh, the approach? No, that's the Activision approach. Oh, yeah. they, there you go. And, you know, sports games don't count. So. Oh, they don't, huh? <laughs> yeah. Because one thing is Madden, another thing is uh, Guitar Hero Poison Edition. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's a Guitar Hero Poison Edition. <laughs> Pretty soon we'll be, we'll be up to Guitar Hero Barry Manilow Edition. Nice. Nice, Mandy. Jeez. Or, you know, uh, Call of Duty Caveman Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Along with Call of Duty Renaissance Warfare. Oh. Call, it, Call of Duty the Battle of Hastings. Call of Duty the War of 1812. Yeah. <laughs> Get your yeah. muskets ready. <laughs> Press R to reload muskets. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh no, the drummer boy fell. Tap square to load flint. Oh no, the the drummer boy fell. You know, <laughs> press X to pick up dr- uh, the drums to keep drumming. Make sure the gunpowder's tight. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, the Battle Chronicle series. You might as well jump into the later ones. And they stopped after four, but then they just released a new one with a new uh, new name: Gundam Assault Survive. Oh wow! PSP. What and English is that? <laughs> Assault hey, Survive. It, it is what it is. What can I say? So, as, Assault Survive uh, is pretty <laughs> is, much is the, the idea to su- survive the assault? <laughs> no, it's Assault to Survive. Oh, okay. I just needed to know. What sticks out about uh, Assault Survive is that uh, the past Gundam battle games were pretty much limited to UC, and these expand it. They throw in, uh, they throw in double O, they throw in uh, some seed stuff, 
and they also added some later UC stuff from F91 and Victory. Can I be the Striker Rouge in this? I don't know. I haven't oh. played the game too much, but K- if you really want to explore crying. this battle slash assault series, mm-hmm. might as well go Assault Survive since it's the the newest game in the series. Cool. Um, similar to that, because it's based on the same engine, uh, we have two Macross games: Macross Ace Frontier and Macross Ultimate Frontier. Oh man! And have any of you come across those two games? Just in just on internet, I I know I never played. I don't yeah. have a PSP. It's one of the few things I don't have. So. Which which apparently is the system you should own if you want yeah. mech games. Because I, <laughs> I sure and hell play my DS all the time. Pretty now. much, damn. But yeah, those Not games all. look really cool. I remember seeing video on Kotaku for each of those games when um, they were being announced and whatnot, and just to see all the characters and and whatnot. I mean, yeah, it's practically um, it's practically like the the Gundam versus games. Can and, you do uh, Alto's bows? Alto. <laughs> Well, these games, uh, they're made by the same people who made the Gundam Battle games. Yeah. Oh, cool. So it's based off the same engine, but personally, I found uh, the Frontier games to be a lot more enjoyable mm-hmm. than Gundam Battle games because you have a totally different dynamic with uh, transformable Valkyries. Yeah, how is that? Because sometimes the, the one thing that can lack in a lot of these, um, that can kill some of these uh, games is the transformation features. How is it in, the, in those games? Well... In the gun and battle games, of course, you had transformable suits like the Zeta, but uh, they never did anything too fancy. Right. But, uh, you know, with the Frontier games, that's pretty much the main gimmick because everything transforms. Yeah. So, you know, they had to design it so that you have this on-the-fly transformation system that, you know, press of a button, you go from Batroid to Garowak to Fighter. Oh, that's awesome. You know, you have different weapons that are accessible depending on which mode you're in. Uh, of course, you can you can do to uh, massive levels of enjoyment, uh, Itano Circus. Nice. Oh wow. And missile massacres, and uh, it's a pretty uh, comprehensive game. The first game didn't quite cover everything because it came out during Frontier's run. Yeah, I remember so that. It was about half of Frontier's story, and it only had some hidden suits. Suits. Hidden Valkyries from Macross Zero, right. but then Ultimate Frontier came out and rectified that. They added a Zero campaign. They did a full campaign for Frontier. They added Macross Two. Oh wow! They did some more stuff for Seven. They threw in uh, Dynamite Seven. Right. So, since this is sort of the same thing, you know, basic same structure of a game, incremental improvements every year. Since there's two of them you might as well go for Ultimate Frontier because it's way more comprehensive than Ace Frontier. Plus, there's just some weird stuff that you can do in this game because um, you can have Britai as a playable character. Oh, really? Ooh. And you can have him running around uh, infinitely beating people with pops. Goodness. That's awesome. <laughs> now, Chris, can you take a... Is there a stage where you can strafe a Rock and League concert and just uh, strafe the stage? Unfortunately, no, but there are stages where you can control a super-dimensional fortress. What? Now, can you shoot Rockley with the super-dimensional fortress? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Damn. Well, damn. But there is... It's not the, quite uh, ultimate, then. No, it's not. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you hate Moe Blobs, this game is not ultimate for you. Damn. Sorry. So, there is a stage in the... Um, original game, the original campaign for the original series that uh, you can control the SDF-1. Oh, awesome. Transform. You can do all sorts of uh, crazy attacks. The Daedalus Maneuver? Can you do that? I don't recall if you can. You can fire, fire, like, lots of missiles and stuff. 
But you can't awesome. smoke on the bridge. Oh, no, oh, smoke oh, on the, no yeah, smoking on the bridge, Captain. Man, false advertising, man. This game and is an ultimate. In, um, <laughs> in Frontier, you can control the Frontier. Nice. Oh, cool. Which is fun. And I think it's... Do they let you use the 7 in Macross 7? Yeah, do you get to use it's Battle 7? But I think you can use Battle 7. They all oh. control exactly the same. They're slow, they transform slowly, and yeah. they shoot lots of missiles and lasers. Ooh. And still no smoking on either one. Damn. Oh, yeah. no smoking. It's the end of the world, but you cannot smoke on the bridge, Captain. Tobacco has no place in the future. <laughs> so, oh, so going beyond uh, Gundam and Macross for a moment, any of you want to mention any other contemporary franchises that are out there? Oh, I, before we oh. go on from Gundam, oh, go so ahead. You have to tell us about this one game that's on the 360. <laughs> and and how how was that demo? Eagerly anticipated for many years. Much oh, uh, to the disappointment of many fans, to never cross that Pacific Ocean. Well, back when we recorded our first gaming segment, way back in the um, the Ots episodes of uh, Gundam, people know, people know the story. Uh, just, I'm just, just get to the meat. Hey, yeah. man, this could be somebody's first episode, so I'm just giving them a little insight. Um, well, you don't I want to give about, them a spoiler, dude. I talk. I, I certainly don't. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about um, purchasing a, a Xbox 360 because uh, Bandai was making a uh, a game based on Gundam. Uh, that would be on, you know, focus on online play and, you know, try to grab the the North American market with this game, and it was Gundam Mobile Ops. And um, I think they uh, removed Gundam for the title, right? And when they it were was never called Gundam here, they always called it Mobile, Mobile Ops, Ops: The One Year War to try to appeal to the shooter fans because the game basically was just a Battlefield clone. Yeah, yeah. It, it pretty much was. You run around on foot, you jump into vehicles, you jump into mobile suits. Uh, they gave it like the aesthetic of like all these dirty, grimy suits. Yeah. To appeal to like all these hardcore shooter fans and not make it, they try to make it look as unanime as possible. Exactly, and um, there was a demo out for the longest while. It came out in Japan, but then um, it started to circulate, you know, uh, unofficially through uh, the, around the world. And I got my hands on it and got to play it. And you know, it was a lot of fun to play. I mean, I, I had a little problem with the controls, but you know, this is by the time I found out that they weren't going to bring the game out here. But uh, you know, I still got to play it finally, at least the demo version, while the full version came out in Japan. You achieved your dream. Yeah, I did. I did. But um, I I still think um, well, I, I I guess I would be one of the few people who think that game would be okay here. But I I I no longer have my hopes up that it's actually coming out. But um, it was it was a cool game. Um, I I maybe maybe one of these days Gunna will be popular, and maybe when I'm 80 years old, I'll get to play it. <laughs> At and least maybe, some future maybe rendition. Maybe unicorns will will crap gold for you to uh, you know buy a 360 from Japan and buy that game. <laughs> and maybe one day Saji will become important to double O storyline, and maybe maybe. But um, maybe that, one day Capcom will go past four. Keep the keep the faith, all you all you fans of mobile ops. We'll get to play it one day. One day when we're when we're when we're old and decrepit. Sure, you do that. <laughs> I guess in closing for Gundam, you know, uh, we should point out that there's a lot of games that get made that get good reviews that never come out here. Yeah. And all that we're able to expect is Dynasty Warriors. So <laughs> there was uh, a while back in Japan the PS3 game uh, Gundam Senki 0081. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of good reviews and looked very interesting, but. Why should we want to play that when we have Dynasty Warriors? Yeah, I know. <laughs> this I is, it's been this way since the PS2 era, that all of these great-looking games, Garen's Greed... Um, yeah, which I'm still waiting Project for that Pegasus check. game that was made by Namco before Bandai bought them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still, yeah, waiting, all for these- that, still waiting for that check for Garen's Greed. <laughs> I got every listener's hopes up for that game. 
Yeah, which, we which you know what? It. it would probably be the game that would do the best because there's a lot of strategy fans on the PC, and if you release that game for the PC, I think well, it, it was w- a PSP game. But I mean, it was all, it's also been on other platforms. Yeah. Like I used to have it for the Sega Saturn years ago. That's the only Gearing's Greed I played, and I thought it was really engaging. Because the Sega Saturn was such a big seller in America. Hey, I, all, all I'm saying is that was the system for import games if you had it back in the day. And I got to play a lot of import Sega Saturn games, and that was um, one of the first Gundam games I ever played in that system. I thought it was really cool. And um, you know, once well, you figure I out how to play it, I, I know I know that. But I mean, there's a there's a big facet of players that play strategy games. On the PC, you know, whether it be StarCraft or, or um, Command and Conquer or whatnot, and I think it'd be a great game to bring out, you know, it, you know, to at least try on the American market to see if it if it takes to anyone. But yeah, it's a it's a Gundam strategy game where you get to play the one year war and all the players that 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 mattered in a one year war. Hence, yeah. probably the reason why it wouldn't do well because it's a Gundam strategy game <laughs> in the United States. I mean, States. if you if you take it down to its core elements, you know, it's a strategy game that just but features Gundam characters. You, you have to remember, trolls can't do that. They oh, can't. Well. They can't see the the thing. You know, the the light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe not. There's always darkness and hate <laughs> with them. So, so but, moving on, it may be a surprise to some people, but I do not play uh, Front Mission. Or Armored Core. Oh, I, I tried Armored Core. Virtual on. I tried oh, Armored man. Core for answer. That is the most. God, it's confusing <laughs> and like you just got to sit there. I think you do more time setting up the mech than you actually do combat. And God help you if you don't set it up correctly. You Jesus, don't. You're and you know you're now toast. now going to get a bunch of angry posts on the forum from Armored Core fanboys. Well, oh. it, I'm not I'm not downing the game. I think it's the best thing since Jesus. I'm not I'm not downing the game. It's just for me. But, it's just it's just too much, and I, I tried playing it. And if anybody would like to buy it off me, I have it for the 360. So I might just buy it off of you. Okay, I might just do that. It's, it, I mean, I'm not saying that it's it's a bad game. I think it's a very in-depth game, but it's one of these things where it's it's even worse than like a Gran Turismo or something when you start doing the setups on the, like the Gran Turismo cars, right? You know, I just like going out and racing a lot of times, so I'm kind of <laughs> happy with the fall. Maybe I'll change some of the parts here and there, a little bit of downforce, but I can't tune everything because, you know, it kind of takes away from what I'm looking for in the game. I mean, if I'm playing a mecha game, I want to kill other robots. I like robot-on-robot crime. That's so basically I- what you're saying is you want, you want like, a robot Forza. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. If they had Armor Core Forza, that would, that would work. <laughs> Instead of four answer, four. Four. instead of four, four is a, four answer, it's four is a answer. Put in a new but, carburetor no, and be I, all set. I can see why people. I can see why people like them though, because they, they, it is it's cool, but it's just beyond my skills of being a you know. It just you spend a lot of time experimenting that you don't get to enjoy the actual yeah. core story of the game, and you know I just like killing and blowing up stuff. There you go. That's what. Well, I like. you might want to try. Uh, have either of you guys heard about the new Front Mission game, Front Mission Evolved? I've yeah, heard about that. It's pretty nasty. Damn. It's uh, it's it's kind of interesting because Front Mission, which I played a little bit on the DS, uh, is an SRPG series. Mm-hmm. But this one's switching to a uh, total action game. Yeah. Nice. So, bit of a different thing. You know, you don't think of Square too much with uh, action games. Oh, there was a, I, there was a short time where they actually uh, were branching out, like in the late '90s, but not not as of recently. No. 
I, I played. What I played. you mean? There's things other than Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest. Shoot, man! I wish I'd make a sequel to uh, Einhander, but you know that's just me and show. <laughs> hey, and and I wish that they would release Secret of Mana three on the DS, but no. uh, you know, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess we all we all got that wish list. <laughs> we do. <laughs> man, so I might give uh, I might give uh, this new front mission a try, depending on if there's a demo on. I played. So. I, I played four long time ago, but uh, it was, you know, it was interesting. I, I liked it. I didn't play too much of it because it was just somebody I knew that had it, and I was playing it. But um, it, it seemed pretty good. I mean, um, you know, definitely more in that whole strategy mind uh, type of game, and you know, which a lot of times, you know, I like I like playing those. You know, it's like RPGs. I like playing RPGs, but sometimes I don't always have the time to play them. So you know that's that's been a big thing for me. So yeah, I, I've only played a little bit of uh one that was on the Super Nintendo years ago, an import, and um I can't I think that was Front Mission One to be honest with you. Yeah, and um I it's, thought it was cool, but you know it was in Japanese, so I couldn't get really far. It, it. it kind of comes down to the same thing of the reason why I don't play like a game like WoW. I think WoW is a really cool game, but I don't want to lose my soul. Damn. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have the time to do it. I mean, sometimes, you know, at, at this point in my life, I like getting into games where I can go and kill a lot of people and blow up a lot of stuff. And, you know, and 30 minutes later, I can just... Uh, you do you know, also like safe. sunlight and, and, and uh, hygiene, personal need, hygiene? I need vitamin D. There you go. But, you know, it, well, it, it's just I don't have the time to... It's not even that, because I know people that play those games that aren't like that, but, you know, it's just, I don't, I just, there's a lot of time you have to invest sometimes in that t- those type of games. Um, that and I'm just a cheap bastard and don't feel like continuing to pay for a game after I've bought it. Oh, that's true, too. But you know, I came up in the 90s when, you know, you'd, you'd play first-person shooters online, and that's always been free for me. Yeah. There you go. Well, also because I had a 360, so, <laughs> you know, I'm used to free multiplayer for everything and yes I know that it costs money to run these servers with these massive worlds and everything but I just don't feel like dropping an extra 15 bucks a month to play some game that you know with all the things I have going on I might not have that much time to play anyway that that that's my point it's just the fact of you know I have a lot going on so it's like I would love to play these games I mean if I had the time to get into a four answer and really go into it I think it would be enjoyable but I don't have the time to devote you know two or three hours a night to, you know, spec up my, my mech so I can go kill <laughs> the big monstrous platform that's out there that just wants to blow you away. So I've never I mean, had much of an interest in MMOs, but I guarantee you if if Shenmue Online had actually come out, oh, oh. was available in English, mm-hmm. I'd be living in a cave somewhere. What? <laughs> guarantee you. Looking for, it's, look, probably, it's probably better for me that that game was canceled. Looking yeah. for gangsters when the snow turned to rain? <laughs> Awesome. Exactly. Looking for um, looking for sailors and such. Nice, nice sailors well, everywhere, man. There's a uh, one series that some people might have heard of uh, that I'd, I'd like to mention. Um, uh, from uh, Ban Presto, you know they're famous for the Super Robot Wars series. They uh, I guess they got together with From Software, the people who do Armored Core, and they released a series called Ace. Or um, uh, the the actual uh, meaning of that acronym is Another Century's Episode, and it's a big crossover of uh mechs from different series, from Gundam, Dunbine, um, SPT Lasner, Brain Powered, and L-Game, and just across the board, even Macross is in there. And um, it's more action-oriented. It's just, you know, a big throwdown between these uh, 
the meccas between these series, and they made two of them, uh, Ace One and Ace Two. And, well, they uh, made three of them actually. Did they really? Uh, yeah, well, well, technically now there's four of them because uh, now that you mention it, uh, they just announced uh, Ace R for the PS3. So wait, wait, Neo wait. and I can go import it. Yeah, wait, wait, wait to screw up. That's one news article out of the way. I, I only. <laughs> Well, you go. It, it is after the fact, so hey, you, 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 your news isn't spoiled. It isn't spoiled. But, but it um, is. Oh, well, well darn. The reaction you're, is. You're, you're, confusing, you're confusing the listeners, Neo. Yeah, oh, you are. That's okay. Because they don't, they don't understand now what you're saying, because now just shut up. Oh. Just stop. Here, here come the emails. Nice. But yeah, it's a real cool series. I played part one years ago, and I, 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 it's easy to get into, and um, it's just nice to be able to, to use an ore battler. You know, I, that's a one game of it I played where I got to, you know, I could be use like the dumb Marvel Frozen. Hell yeah, man! I could, I could be. Well, sure. hey, you know, you know what, man? You can, you can go to Neo's house, and you can play. Um, yeah. You can play Ace R when it will, comes out. But I will charge you. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'll charge you like Blizzard. <laughs> it's got a nice. pretty nice lineup. Yeah, it Actually, does. So. Has a really cool it's lineup. Got um, what did they add? I think they added uh, King Gainer. They added mm-hmm. uh, Frontier. It's a lot of stuff that um, double O's in it too, aren't they? What? There's a lot of stuff in yeah. this game. Yeah. So something to look forward to. And speaking of Ban Pestro, we should probably uh, finish off this segment with, of course, what they are known for: Super Robot Wars. Certainly. And uh, what uh, what games have you guys dipped into into this franchise, if at all? I extensive- I can't even remember. <laughs> I've just kind of I I never really owned them, but I've just kind of whenever I've seen them, I've kind of played a little bit of them, and mm-hmm. that was about it. My thing was always I can't always read Japanese, so yeah, I actually you know, t- it's a little t- little difficult if you don't have like the game facts <laughs> or something. <laughs> well, there are quite a few that have been fan translated. Yeah. yeah, the the ones that were on the um, and the ones that came out during the 16-bit era and the handheld ones. But even out to the PS1 era, uh, Alpha, Gaiden, Alpha Gaiden has been fully translated and patched. Wow! At least someone's actually working on Alpha One, so a lot of the um, games are being worked on. I think someone's also working on some of the uh, the GBA games. Nice. So there's wow. a lot of different people out there that are uh, translating this because, as you know, <clears throat> only a tiny, tiny handful of the Super Robot War games have made it to America, and of yeah. course, it's only the original generation ones, which are all original characters, mm-hmm. and mech- do not have any of the these licensed mecha from other franchises, which of course are a licensing nightmare in America. Save for, I guess, uh, the the I think the last one that came out on the on the handhelds was uh, the one that had the Xenogears characters in it. But I think yes, yeah, but that's because that's Bandai. Bandai, yeah. yeah. So I mean, if anything, that that was a slam dunk right there. But um, no. No, I mean when I, I I got first exposed to Super Robot Wars back so in the, the I can't get any Veritex though. Oh darn! I I first got exposed to Super Robot Wars in the mid '90s on the Sega Saturn. I played uh, R, and I tortured myself trying to go through that game until I discovered Game Facts. And then um, later on, I went through almost all of uh, Super Robot Wars Alpha on the PlayStation One. And there's a point where you, if you don't know Japanese, you're screwed. And no fact at the time was caught up to that point, so I just stopped playing. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but it was cool. I yeah. mean, it was the first one that had Macross in it. So, you know, I got as far as getting on the SDF-1. 
And, you know, you had Bright teaming up with Masato on the bridge of uh, SDF-1 with, with Captain Global. It was like the it was it was the Super Bowl of mech shows on board the SDF-1. It was insane. And then that's where the fun ended for me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a great series. It's too bad we'll never see it in its uh, in its true form here in the United States because, like Chris said, it is a licensing nightmare. And um, But there are some you can get. You know, my first exposure was um, original Generation 1 on the GBA. Mm-hmm. And... You know, for those who have never played them, if you've never played games like um, and have enjoyed games like Advance Wars or Fire Emblem, yeah. then you would certainly love these games because they're pretty much the same sort of thing. Yeah, pretty much. You know, nice. grid-based SRPG combat, um, a lot of unit management. You know, you got to do things like upgrading your units. Um, you got to plan out all of these attacks. You know, on on a map that you're at. You know, each level is a different map. Mm-hmm. But what makes uh, Super Robot Wars stand out, at least original generation, those two games, is that uh, the whole game is structured like an anime series. Yeah, mm-hmm. certainly. Where is. each level is an episode, and you have you know little cutscenes uh, during and in between levels that kind of advance the story and make it feel like you're watching an anime. It's, of course, you know, Super Robot Wars, the first game, was turned into an anime, so mm-hmm. kind of just flowed perfectly into that. So those are both great games. If you love SRPGs, like I said, you know, if you've played games like Advance Wars and Fire Emblem, then this is exactly in the same vein and um, just with robots. This is uh this is the um the game series where I learned the term uh super robot and real robot because I know in R and Alpha you can actually pick what um what you prefer if you want to play the real robot story arc you could play that and you'd run more into uh characters from Gundam and whatnot you'd eventually run into the super robot characters too but it wouldn't have much of a focus the cool thing about the Super Robot Wars series from the games I played were that they have original characters in there that you would take the role of you could pick one and you can pick their mech and whatever mech you pick it would be either more super robot or more real robot. And um, that will put you in the arm. Oh, well, yeah, a real big spoiler since it's at the beginning of the game. But, uh, but you're still spoiling it for me. <laughs> I haven't played these games. <laughs> well then, yeah, I, dear MHQ. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, as Chris said, it's 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 a lot of fun, especially if you like strategy games. It's freaking awesome. So, Chris, before we complete, I pose a question to you. What would, sure. we, what would we see first? Super Robot Wars in its true. Or a Macross show actually coming over to America. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, <laughs> in a hard place, man. That's the problem in both in both situations. There's a there's a there's a big bug in there called Harmony Gold. Do man, the riddle I, riddle the Sphinx, man. I think we would see a full Super Robot Wars game without Macross, of course. Yeah, that'd be the oh. old, before <laughs> that, we see uh, a Macross show come out here. That'd be the Ouch. only subtraction. <laughs> the su- Super Robot Wars, the true game minus Macross, oh. i.e. Robotech. Well, they could put in that Chinese Macross knockoff that uh, <laughs> ago, whatever the hell that thing was called. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I do. I wish I remember what it was called, but maybe that's the point. That's the point. It's a cheap Chinese knockoff. We don't care what it's called. Yeah, well then. So. Anything else uh, you guys want to add about video games before we close this segment off? Oh, there's many more, but we, 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 we're pretty much done. Oh, for now. Done. <laughs> yeah, we, we can always come back to this. Oh, um, we will. And I'm sure there will be lots of posts on the forums about games we missed. Evergreen. Yes. Well, we'll be coming back to this topic in a few years probably, so... <laughs> We'll, we'll address all of those things that we didn't at this point, and then by that point in the future, we'll get forum posts talking about all of these shows that don't 
and games that don't exist yet, but that we didn't mention at that point in the future. Yeah, and maybe so, we'll get Solbro's review of Mobile Ops. Maybe. <laughs> all of maybe, the all, all of the demo review. He'll he'll review uh, Mobile Ops Two on the Xbox Seven Twenty. A line wait. So they already released they already released the name of the new console, have they? Sure, why not? Seven Twenty sounds like a good number to me. <laughs> That's how much it'll cost. <laughs> with no Blu-ray. Anyway. With no Blu-ray. <laughs> anyway. With that, uh, we'll wrap up this discussion for now, but uh, like I said, we'll be coming back to it again in the future since uh, video games is something that's always evolving and um, there'll be plenty of new games for us to discuss at some point. But for now, that's the end, and you're listening to Gundam at MAHQ. Walter, I love you, but sooner or later you're going to have to face the fact you're a Gundam moron. This episode of Gundam is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Right now they're offering special discounts to our listeners. Just simply go to GoDaddy.com and use the code GUN8 for 10% off any order not already discounted. GUN9 for $5 off purchases that are $30 or more on any items not already discounted. .com domain names are as low as $749 if you use the code GUN10. And last but not least, code 20H1 for 20% off hosting plans. For more information, you can go to Gundam.net and click on the GoDaddy link in the Sponsors and Special Offers section. Don't wait too long. The domain name you've always wanted might be claimed by someone else before you know it. Register with GoDaddy.com today. End of discussion! Debate is over. You will write a formal apology. I will what? A formal apology! You will kowtow, you will step and fetch. Frank, if you think you can get me... Get used to it, it's the way of the world. If you're so hot on discipline, then gun damn it, start by accepting mine. Because contrary to popular opinion, I'm the head in charge. Come on, let's get something to eat. You really think you're bad, don't you? This segment of Gundam at MAHQ is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. All right, welcome back, everyone, to Gundam at MAHQ. This is one of your hosts, Neil, and uh, joined with uh, Solbro and Chris. Uh, we're going to go into another kind of freeform topic, and um, it's something... It actually was spawned by a suggestion that Solbro had. He, you know, we know how sentimental and nostalgic Solbro gets, and he, he loves television. He likes talking about it, and... He wanted to talk about a lot of the old Saturday morning uh, 80s cartoons oh, and, man. you know, kind of some of their effects on things. But um, unfortunately for him, uh, myself and Chris, we don't have the memory or <laughs> that he does when it comes to that. Or, or you know, and it, there were a lot of factors that came to that. So. Translation, they had lives in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> but... I, I, I was I was trying to I was trying to make it in a way that made you look better, but if it's you okay. want to bring yourself it's, down, it's a rung, okay. I've come fine. to grips. I'll Saji come to forever. Grips. <laughs> um, but 
uh, you know, and 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 we and he wanted to talk again about uh, Robotech and Transformers. Like oh, we oh, oh. haven't never spoke about those at nauseum And a- even any though excuse. I had to tell Chris, you know, I know you want to speak about Robotech more. We just can't do it in this, uh, this segment, so we can't take it anymore, yes. man. Can't do it anymore. What about that? F those shows. But um, in, in the late '90s, uh, there was kind of a creative way to bring over uh, a lot of these anime shows. We, we saw and we've spoken about before in, in the 1980s stuff like Robotech and um, like some of the Voltrons and all that. They were brought over, but they weren't like their source material. They were more like uh, hacked-up versions, um, you know, uh, of uh, you know mutilated versions of their true form. Oh man! And you know that got a lot of people interested into anime, but it was still kind of an underground scene. And it seemed like everything kind of changed in the late '90s here when uh, Cartoon Network did something that was called Toonami. And it looked like one of their ways, or one of the one of the ways that they tried to uh, tap into. Um, you know, the people that were kids in the 80s, but now young adults in the 90s, and also a way of introducing some stuff to some of the people that were kids in the 90s is, um, you know, using Tsunami and using a lot of these older shows like Silverhawks and Robotech and all mm-hmm. this to kind of um, parlay it into showing some of the 90s anime that we weren't, that, you know, we didn't have access to. Because back in the 90s, uh, you had a, you didn't have things like BitTorrent and stuff, so you just couldn't get the you know the newest show that premiered two hours ago in Japan. Oh no! In fan sub, you know a lot of our fan subs came on uh, VHS tapes and done in like back rooms with uh, you know with all types of weirdness going on and spelling errors and stuff <laughs> like that. But uh, it it was very innovative, and I, I think it was something that really helped uh, it helped the anime market because we saw in the late 90s, early 2000s, the explosion of anime that you would have at your local video stores or whatever, and even on TV, and, and it definitely sparked that. And, um, you know, just we're just going to kind of go around here and just some of our thoughts about how Toonami was, um, what kind of brought us there, if it was the access to seeing some of those old shows, some of the nostalgia of seeing them, and, um, you know, Maybe some things that it did well, and unfortunately, maybe some things that it did wrong. And we'll also parlay it, talk about a little bit too is, uh, you know, Toonami, the Midnight Run, and how even Adult Swim at its true beginning was kind of uh, more or less the same way. Uh, so, but um, I guess I'll knock this off first to Chris. Uh, some of your thoughts on, uh, the, you know, the, the whole way that using older shows to bring in a way of uh, bringing newer shows in. How, how how that worked and some of your thoughts on that. Toonami sucks. <laughs> oh, you took over for him, didn't you? We haven't heard from you in a while, troll. How you been? Chris got jacked. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Not enough things to hate in the world. Didn't oh. have a good Easter, or I hate it, Easter. Oh. I hate Passover. I hate everything. Oh. Troll man, I I heard you on tw- Twitter recently, man. <laughs> you give these guys goddamn they suck and they spoil everything that I'm trying to watch. Oh, what do you think about the? Have, I know you're on the internet a lot, Mr. Charles. Did you see the new layout of MHQ? <laughs> it's it's so bad I won't even wipe my ass with it. Oh, oh troll, man. Oh man, you're especially venomous. <laughs> I, I I would say that you probably have some thoughts about Toonami outside of it sucking because you know there, there's probably I, I feel more venom coming from you. What? It sucks donkey balls. Oh, mm. man. Man, troll. 
Did, did did you see that picture though? That you were you're, you're featured in our anniversary picture that one of our listeners drew for us. You, is that is that pretty true to what you look like? Because we've never seen you. We've only Crap, heard you. Crappiest picture ever, and that guy sucks. Whoever he was. Oh, oh man. Oh, seraphic. I'm sorry. Oh, we we apologize. <laughs> the 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 words, thoughts, and opinions of Mr. Troll do not reflect uh, you know the hosts and callers or guests of MHQ or uh, Gundam. Next time I see you, Troll, it's on. Well, we've never seen him. I've never seen him because we do know he's in the south he lives in south florida we mm-hmm. do know that because he busts into chris's house all the time would he kick everybody's ass in the house and tie him up <laughs> good god where did this guy come from some, some guy just busted down my door and he had a gun and and, and i think he was made of cardboard but he was frightening and he was frothing at the mouth and he said give me that damn microphone pansy did, did, is is there a picture of you in a in a, in a closet holding your microphone and he's got a weapon to you? I'm actually hiding inside my toilet tank right now. <laughs> you flushed yourself down like Dave Chappelle. Yes. But anyway, it was good to hear from the troll. Hadn't heard from him in a while. Yeah, I, I guess everybody's. I guess you know, even trolls uh, want to check in and let people know how they're doing. Yeah, yeah. They're still human in some small way. His hatred is still. Very still, small. Still there. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I thought it was kind of interesting that Toonami started off as just this sort of slapdash of old American and Japanese shows. Mm-hmm. You know, and you had stuff like Robotech that um, kind of reached a new audience, I think, uh, back in those early days. But um, you know, eventually, Toonami started getting newer stuff, and I think one of the biggest things for them ever was getting DBZ. Oh yeah, yeah. That was the yeah. big thing at the time, and the show had been freaking uh, raped by Saban. <laughs> oh, that was on WB. They were showing on WB, right? Yeah, it was the first two seasons yeah. were on syndication. Oh. Yeah. And then it, it fell into uh, limbo there because they never got past the, the midway point of the Frieza saga. Oh, God, it's just so bad. You know, things like, uh, it's like, oh, it's a good thing it's Sunday and those buildings were empty. And, you know, yeah. I can see their parachutes. They're okay. I mean, I know that in America we have this, this puritanical attitude that we must shield children from, you know, every single thing that they can still very easily see regardless of our attempts to shield them. Mm-hmm. But was there really a need to, like, just dumb things down that much and treat children like they're retards? No, no. I mean, that show just took it to ridiculous levels. I mean, even to the point of having stuff like, you know, oh, we can't have violence against kids even though kids get beaten up on schoolyards every day, so... Yeah. You know, every time little Gohan gets punched, this little, like, magical cloud appears right above him, right over him, so you can't see him getting punched. Terrible. Because <laughs> no little kid has ever been punched and, and knows what that's like. Yeah, and even though he's been, he was talking smack about help and save his friends and, and protect them, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the, the home for infinite losers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the next dimension. Yeah. The next dimension. dimension. Yeah. <laughs> dimension. It's like, uh, really? I mean, you look back at some of these 80s shows, and they at least had more balls with some of this stuff and didn't quite treat kids like retards. Yeah. And I mean, and, and luckily, they were able to, you know, you know, save that. And then, of course, they still had to do some cuts because later on, when they, you know, it was the big deal when they redid all the, dra- they added, you know, they re-added all the scenes for Dragon Ball Z, and it was like, it's uncut now. <laughs> Enough of the BS. Yes. <laughs> it's uncut, but not exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. That too. <laughs> so, you know, I think that was the start of the turning point where, you know, Tsunami was just sort of this dumping ground of old shows you probably hadn't seen in a while mm-hmm. to, hey, we actually have some new stuff. So I think Dragon Ball was the first big step for that. And then, of course, 
<laughs> the next big one was uh, Gundam Wing, you know, since that was just the huge sensation that they had been, you know, plugging for months with like cool movie style trailers with Peter Cullen's voice, and oh, yeah. you know they put so much hype into that, and you know it was such a big deal that they created this, you know, never before midnight run of having this show run completely uncut, uh, yeah, which was a big deal then and even still now because you know no show has ever run. You know, fully uncut. Yeah, that's true. On uh, on Adult Swim before or since, or on mm-hmm. Toonami. So that was, you know, a pretty big thing of, you know, hey, you know, watch it at 5 o'clock when it's edited, and then watch it again at midnight when you're supposed to be asleep, and you can see it uncut. The balls, the ballsier version. Yeah. <laughs> the version you're going to want to record. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah, for, not, or, not the, uh, Relina, I'll destroy you. <laughs> yeah. Or, hey, I'm Duo, I'm the Great Destroyer. <laughs> yeah, gonna wing unpussified. <laughs> Pretty much. So I think you know once you had uh, DBZ and Wing getting the the pendulum rolling, you know you had Toonami start to transform from being just this collection of old things into the place to see all these new things. At the time, you know, yeah. the anime was still not very widespread. You couldn't get a lot of stuff, you know, and they were showing stuff like Wing and. Outlaw Star and yep. Tenshi Muyo. These were like the big things at the time in the American market in those days, 10 years ago. Well, do you think, um, I know this is always speculation, but do you think that was probably always the plan? I, I, I guess it would probably was in a lot of ways, was, you know, not only to set themselves different from, you know, as a, you know, make their name, you know, because at that time too, you still had things like w, Kids WB and the Fox Box and all that stuff going on. Yeah, so, but I mean, I, I, using the old show to kind of parlay into the newer shows. Possibly. I mean, I think Toonami just probably started off, the original idea was just have it to be a retro block. Yeah. But then, you know, eventually DBZ needed a new home once they got out of syndication with Saban. You know, Bandai started shopping around Gundam Wing and started to sign this deal with Cartoon Network. And I think they just took advantage of, you know, hey, let's make this a premiere like block of anime because this is also at the same time that, you know, Pokemon was a huge monster with... um, yeah, the anime, yeah. and it was just at the start of its craziness of being a huge unstoppable force. I mean, it was a it was a venue for mecha shows even before Wing. I mean, I, they they started off with Voltron and then showed Robotech later, and then um, even um, to add more anime to the mix, they had a Sailor Moon too. So, and then of course DBZ came on, and shortly after that, we we finally got Gundam Wing, which is uh, which it definitely is a, a definite uh. What's the word? Uh, a major leap for tsunami at the time, and um, the I think I got the ball rolling of them wanting to experiment and say, "Hey, yeah, you know, let's start showing all this other stuff." Because then, very quickly after that, you had Tenshi Muyo and Outlaw Star showing up, mm-hmm. and then you had you know Fox jumping in with their horribly edited <laughs> Scaflone. Oh my god! And I think I think with Dragon Ball Z, that's also where it showed that it went from being. You know, like elementary and middle school kids watching this block to yeah. high school and, and college age people you know, either watching it or, or taping it or something like that. Because could, I think that's where you got the whole midnight run yeah. going because they realized, oh, well, we can show these things uncut. You know, it's after those safe hours. And also, too, chances are high school and, and college age kids are going to be <laughs> up at that time. They also started taking risks, like um, the we mentioned Outlaw Star beforehand. They used to air that at six o'clock in the evening, and they would actually air it with um, curse words in it and like questionable stuff. They would show. I mean, I, they I know when its initial run on uh, Toonami, they they left out one episode because it was too much fan service. But for the most part, the stuff they got away with showing on Outlaw Star was pretty neat. 
at the time, and that that aired at a time where you know it was it was still daylight out. And nothing could be better on the midnight run than the great showing the greatest AMV ever, Interstellar five five five. Which they showed a gazillion times. Yeah, man. Between them and M two, <laughs> they, they would show it at twelve. M two would show it like four thirty in the morning. But Solbro, any uh, thoughts? Any of your thoughts or ideas that you haven't said about uh, tsunami block or? Well, I, I I know I know the the it just like you guys said. It we know when amazing. it all went bad when they put Mobile Suit Gundam on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No, just kidding. No, I put Zoids on. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I just remember that Zo- that Zoids, Zoids, Zoids. I remember that time of day um, watching Cartoon Network was a no was 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 a time to avoid it because before Toonami aired, they used to show like just all these old um, Hanna Barbera cartoons that featured like superheroes and and you know Thunder the Barbarian and, and <laughs> stuff I've seen like a million times since I was a kid. And I would always wondered, it's like this is Cartoon Network. Why are they showing like you, you didn't the- like the gal- Galaxy Trio? <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man and Super Friends and you know all that stuff. Oh. But um that I'd always dog. I'd always wondered why wasn't Cartoon Network showing like some of the cartoons that we grew up with like Transformers and Voltron and, well, and, they were and ThunderCats Voltron. and whatnot. No, I'm, I'm just saying oh. before Tsunami started. And then when it got announced so as a it was child like a, you wondered these things. No, why yeah, is it? Let what, me well, ponder this to this to me, Batman. No, well, I just Cartoon Network. Well, I watched Cartoon Network back in the day, and and it's funny because we had just got the channel not too long ago. Uh, not, I mean, before Toonami started on our cable networks down here, and I just wondered if this is, you know, a place for cartoons. Uh, you know, they should show these shows too. And sure enough, Toonami rolled around shortly afterwards and uh, started to show some of those cartoons I remembered from the eighties. Hence your, hence was your introduction to license licensing conflicts. <laughs> 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 For the most part, it was, of course, my um, my gateway to Gundam because I'd always heard about Gundam all throughout those years. And I mean, Gundam, gu- out, and and then in- inevitably Gundam. But Your um, gateway to hell. <laughs> no, that's what I always knew. That's why I'd always heard it. This guy, this comic book shop I used to go to, a guy, the guy that owned it, had a little Char figure, and he always talked about Gundam, Mobile Suit Gundam. Yeah, it's like <laughs> this stuff's amazing. It's giant robots with people inside killing each other, <laughs> like. Okay, dude. So but of course, he talked more like Comic Book Man from uh, oh, from The Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, they 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 took chances back then on uh, Tsunami too. They'd show uh, certain animes that you know I'd, I'd you know were were a risk to show an audience like uh, Blue Submarine Number Six, <laughs> and then they would show classics like uh, American series like uh, Batman the animated series and Superman, and of course uh, they'd show Tenchi and other series as well. But uh, a lot of shows that we'd watch on syndication would find their way to Tsunami. And uh, you know, just just to show up on there and allow you to put on your nostalgia glasses and remember what it was like back in the day. Sometimes showing you that some of these shows are are, are a little corny, like Voltron. Oh yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah. And of course, the legendary Zoids um, came on for a while. But I was, I guess, that was around the time I started tuning out at Toonami. Um, I think oh, 2001 was like the last year I really started. I really watched it a lot. Uh, that was the year where they were showing. Uh, they started to show Dragon Ball uh-huh. as well as Batman Beyond and Outlaw Star. And um, Zoids came on that year, but. Uh, and of course, you had the big O, but Mobile Suit Gundam, that was probably the thing I was looking forward to most on Toonami. Wasn't the big O on Adult Swim by then? No, no, the big O premiered in 2001 on Toonami, and then... They didn't show it all the way through, though, did they? No, they showed the first half. The other half yeah. hadn't been made yet, but they announced that they were producing it at the time because of its popularity on Toonami. But uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, what a ride that was, because... Um, it got as far as episode 36. It was already doing bad in the ratings. And then, of course, September the 11th happened, and they just took that opportunity to take it off the air. Damn you, terrorists. And um, they, at the same time, Adult Swim was actually running, and they took uh, Cowboy Bebop off the air for a while, too. 
Yeah, they did. And there was that one episode of Bebop on Adult Swim, which is which is funny because mm-hmm. I my theory with Adult Swim was it was created because when these I think when the people were shopping around, you know, they you know they send out people to look at these. Uh, these shows and stuff from from Turner Network. They probably everybody probably loved Car- uh, Cowboy Bebop, but they know they couldn't show it on Toonami. <laughs> so I always, I always speculated outside of the fact that they would. It's always seemed like it was created for Space Ghost Coast to Coast that, that uh, Adult Swim was created just to show um, Cowboy Bebop and then there's later, a lot of Inuyasha. There's, there's a lot of truth. Well, it was also a venue for all of these original shows that were too yeah. weird to show. <clears throat> At regular yeah. times, because yeah. you know, even when they used to show like pre-Adult Swim, Space Ghost, yeah. Coast to Coast, that was just a really weird show. <laughs> it was <laughs> still funny though. I, it's it, funny, but that show was like definitely not for kids. Oh no! Not so at all. I think you know that William Street wanted to have a home for all of their original stuff, you know, and hence you had that launch lineup of you know Aqua Teens and Sea Lab and yeah, you know. Space Ghost coming back with new episodes and uh, Harvey Birdman and all these other weird shows that just would not fit during the daytime schedule or even on Toonami. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, comes again where they, you know, they, they found that, that kids weren't the only one. There's probably actually more adults and yeah. young adults watching Cartoon Network because of Toonami and, and the Midnight Run and stuff that it, it made sense. Tsunami probably pulled a demographic that um, they weren't expecting, and um, with that they, they used yeah. that they built upon that to make uh, the Midnight Run, which I think the Midnight Run was kind of a testing ground for what, if uh, Adult Swim would um, sink or swim, and sure enough, it it, it didn't sink at all. No. <laughs> and then you started to have a lot of great shows come out on Adult Swim until they pissed it all away. Oh, ouch. <laughs> it's... Well, I, I'm sure that could be debatable too of how why. I mean that 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 comes to just how Solbro realized the uh, the the quandary of licensing between networks. I, I think uh, just like everything, money probably ruined everything with Adult Swim and and all that too. Because you know, char- and and like we stated with uh, these Japanese country companies, sometimes probably be, you know being heavy-handed on yeah. wanting a lot more money for they something. Ask for a lot and, of money. I mean, I can't completely. It's not just them. that. It's also yeah. you know things that happen in any company that you yeah. know you have one management team, then another one comes in, and maybe they don't like all of the things that the previous management team was doing, so yeah. they tear those things down and then do it their way. And sometimes things run their course too, you know, <laughs> which we did find with Toonami because it was what last year is when it kind of finally just kind of bit the dust because it survived and then it went to like Saturdays and, you know, they showed some things on Saturdays and, um, you know, that's where you had disco guns from uh, well, Gundam I mean, they put it on They put it on life support after, you yeah. know, pretty much decapitating and it was, you know, <clears throat> it was a, a, a weekday blocked up to three hours and then they cut it down. <clears throat> to two hours on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I, that's pretty much killing the whole point of what that block was. And towards the end of that, they would be like, it would be a two, it would be two hours, but with like an hour and a half long movie, you know, like some Superman movie or something like that. God. And it was yeah. just, and it just became kind of a junky lead in for Adult yeah. Swim just to kill time. Yeah. Like, hey, here's some stuff that maybe it'd be better if you were watching Adult Swim, but we're not showing on Adult Swim. Or it's, in turn, Adult Swim went from being like one night a week, Sunday nights, to going from the weekend to, to being half the network. <laughs> every night now. And, you know. It's actually considered its own network. It's considered For ratings its own purposes. For ratings purposes, yeah. yeah. Even though it's, in a, it's, like, it's like Nickelodeon and Nick and Knight, I guess, um, when you look at it that way. 
But uh, I don't know. I, I, there's some other series that I, I had on Toonami that um, came and went. They, I forgot that they showed Evangelion. I forgot. I, they only showed, I think, one or two episodes of that. But they showed it in full on uh, Adult Swim. They previewed I remember when they had, uh, remember Robot Week yeah. on Toonami? Mm-hmm. They showed like a ton of shows like Nadesco and Die Guard and um, other series as well. And I, I guess they were all trying to, up. All, yeah. Yeah, all, all carved up. And I guess they were trying to see if, um, if any of them were going to garner enough interest to actually run the whole series. But they give, they give them to Harmony Gold. <laughs> so what they can? They well, can, actually, we knew them by their actual names, so I guess call they it, didn't. Yeah. Call it a new series of Robotech. Yeah. <laughs> Robotech Nadesco. <laughs> but I guess for all of the venom that we've we've spewed of how things kind of went with of uh, all you know both tsunami and Adult Swim and the and the Midnight Run and all that, um, I guess really if you look at it in the aspect of without it, I don't think anime would have gotten as, as large as, as it did. Because I mean it. Oh, they certainly played a role, and I I don't. Yeah. Uh, there's you know nothing diminishes they did that role, but you know you just wonder <clears throat> why they've turned away from some things, even though they are profitable. For example, Cartoon Network as a whole suddenly saying, "Oh, uh, Naruto Shippuden, no, we don't need that. Let yeah. Disney, let Disney happen." It's like, <laughs> why, why are you handing probably one of the most successful franchises over to somebody else? I mean, I mean, do they just have? So- an executive team that's that anti-anime that you know they can't even see the dollar signs and, and, and of and how big is and They're, handing it over to a me- a multimedia conglomerate that knows how to take something, and if they're buying it, they're going to make that thing popular, and it's going to make money for them. You know that that's the thing. I mean, Naruto ship it in. Disney's not going to show it unless they can make some bank off this thing. That is true. I mean, well, I mean, there's been a long, and I'm sure they are because and they are. Yeah, you know, Naruto is everywhere you look, and it has been for the last few years. Mm-hmm. I know that there's a, a there's a cat that's in charge of I guess um, uh, Cartoon Network that an actual not, cat is it literally yeah. a cat top, no, it's Top Cat <laughs> do we do we get to no, are there any Tom. videos online is it, is it, is it Snagglepuss it, you know it could be it could be that would this <laughs> anime programming exit stage <laughs> there's Roy there's a stage left is it Heathcliff and the no one should. <laughs> But um no um there, there's a guy that um that I believe is the uh the the head cat the head person in charge at um Cartoon Uh-oh. Network and he, crazy what soul bro speculation I, no 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 it, it I'm just I'm just talking about what's been talked about on the internet which is blows things which is all <laughs> true. Blow, blows, <laughs> which tends to blow things out of proportion but there's a guy at at at, at Cartoon Network that does not like anime a whole lot. He prefers American animation and he, he's had some kind of agenda against, you know, getting anime off the network, you know, the best way he can because, you know, he just says it's not profitable. But you know, they, they spend all this it. money to license these shows and then, you know, only some of them get garner attention and they spend more money than what they get back. And, um, you know, that's his his justification for, you know, not, not airing these shows. They make more money off the shows they produce. And, I, you know, I don't know because, uh, you know, for years, you know, all these production companies yeah. like 4Kids and all of these channels like Cartoon Network have always played up the fact that, hey, you know, these anime shows, they're already made. We don't have to pay to make them. Exactly. Yeah. They just and pay a fee. But they just pay the imagine. fee to show it. So, you know, I, who knows? And, yeah, and I it's, imagine it's hard to say lot. that, too, because the other thing is um, they, they have brought new stuff in. It's like, it, yeah, they're, and they're not showing it every night. They show it only on Saturday nights. But, you know, they have brought the new Full Metal Alchemist and all that. I think a lot of it is, unfortunately, 
in some ways, I think people's tastes have changed. And for whatever reason, uh, people still watch tons of the same Family Guy episodes. They watch, over, they can watch and, and over, over and, and over. over. And but no one's no one's going. I mean, even so, if you torrent that show all day long, I, gar- I guarantee you, once it. once those le- once those uh, uh, levels drop to the point that's not to their liking, yeah, I'm sure Family Guy will be, you know, put, you know. Not as the lead-in, or you know, fifteen episodes a night. So, or whatever and, and, other weird stoner crap that they're uh, yeah <laughs> airing right now on the network. But I mean, anime fans nowadays are are, are more in tune to watch their anime off the internet, and whether it be legal or uh, illegal. You watch and, Adult Swim sometimes these days, and it's like, wow, you guys are really going after the stoner college crowd, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> they are. Which I mean, if they're watching, I guess that's the demographic they're looking for. But I mean, do they do they buy products? I don't know. It, it you I know, mean, I, I understand people's beef with them, but it, they also have bought some stuff. And I mean, I guess it's not going to be, you know, maybe it'll never be what it is. But wait, I mean, hasn't a demographic um, moved on to watching anime on the internet for the most part? That's Whether the other be, thing that we yeah. can't ignore: the fact that um, <clears throat> Adult Swim has been outpaced by yeah. fan subs because. When Adult Swim started nine years ago, uh, you know, online fan subs weren't as ubiquitous as they are now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't have when Adult Swim started. There wasn't even any BitTorrent for Christ's sakes. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. It was just you know, what, that's... you had to go off of like IRC and do all these complicated mm-hmm. things to get fan subs. And now you know these shows are being subbed within hours of airing in Japan, and that puts them light years beyond the year or so it would take for something to show up on Cartoon Network. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I and think, also dubbed and edited. And I, I think the fan, you know, as as they you know, they can sit there and, and I'm not you know, I'm not being a, a, a adult swim or cartoon network apologist, but You are. You totally are. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I am. You're a UC elitist, Solbro's um Asagi lover and I'm a, a cartoon network you're, person. You're you're a whore for corporate America. I am. There you are. <laughs> I am. Literally, you are. Yes. <laughs> but you know, like you said, that is a valid point, and it's like, why would you spend? Why would you waste money on stuff that maybe not? You know, because getting it six or twelve months later, and people have already seen it, and maybe you missed the boat on it. So yeah. I don't know. So it, it's just one of those things. But um, I guess are there any other things that you guys want to say about this? Because I I have one question I'll pose before we uh, move on. I do remember that cat, that the guy's name that runs a uh, Cartoon Network, at least at the time that those rumors were starting. His name's uh, Mike Lazo, and there was a lot of hate um, directed in hit at him because of his uh, disdain for um, anime. And um, look it up, look it up. I, I know I'm not lying. If it's on the internet, you mean, it must. You mean be the true. guy, the guy whose name would get mashed up in the credits of every C Lab episode? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that. <laughs> <laughs> and and whose and, and whose name is still in all of the other new crap that they're putting out. Hey. So Yeah, I think he's, he's making, still there. He's making money for the company. I don't know. I if you looked him up on, on the uh Cartoon Network corporate site, would it say head cat? <laughs> Maybe top that cat. Maybe top cat. Maybe top CC. cat. He probably has that um he probably has the hat too. <laughs> Chris, any any final things on what we talked about before I pose my question to the the esteemed panelists here? I would say that uh, you know the future of, of shows on TV, um, a very large part will depend on which direction anime companies go with internet streaming, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because now you've got companies like Funimation streaming stuff right after it airs in Japan with stuff like Metal Alchemist and and One Piece, 
which again negates the purpose of watching it. Not the purpose, but the need for watching it on TV at some point. Yeah, and I guess why it- am I going to sit through watching it on Cartoon Network when I can see it almost a year before that? streamed on you know Funimation's website or Hulu or Crunchyroll or whatever yeah or YouTube I, I or guess YouTube. That, I guess that kind of goes with the question I was going to pose to you guys is do you ever see maybe something like this not necessarily with the Cartoon Network but maybe another channel Nickelodeon or something like that where the creation of a block of you know kind of destination television using older nostalgia type of shows to kind of lead into some newer shows do you, I mean do you think that will ever happen again? I mean, or, or like you said, is it because Chase just changed or that the fact that technology has just outpaced that old kind of way of thinking for television oh, I, stations and stuff? I know the less people that watch TV, the more expensive it is to produce. And there's considerably a lot less people watching TV nowadays or watching these uh, niche channels to begin with that, uh, you know, that, that kind of, you know, dissuade doing something as, uh, as niche as um, bringing back some of these old shows as showing anime nowadays so you know i don't know if it's frowned upon or not but um i know it's less likely to happen nowadays thanks to um everybody getting their shows from elsewhere and i'd like to see it happen again i i was always hoping that they would do a tsunami channel and you know just do nothing but show like retro tv and anime shows all all day well, long they did, but they did have that out overseas didn't they chris i think so didn't, yeah didn't, uh, yes they did they had yeah. Their, uk their yeah i think some of the european Countries and, and, and South, South America, America too. Yeah. There was a separate channel. Yeah, we, so we, we never got it here because you know, of course, TV is very expensive to produce. I think back in the day, it wasn't nearly as expensive as it is now. But yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's 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 a different it's a different era now, and um, the cool stuff we grown up. with. that's why there's no Saturday morning cartoons anymore because the ratings aren't there. Kid, you can see cartoons any time of the day now. Yeah. So I mean, why why well, that, even have a block that Saturday morning? Part of what I'm asking. So, but what about you, Chris? Or your thoughts of that? And- well, I think that uh, you know technology has fast outpaced uh, nostalgia, or more precisely, the need to use nostalgia. And uh, you know, as one of the cats at uh, <laughs> Toonami, Sean Aikens used to say, mm-hmm. uh, kids just don't like watching old things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. Unfortunately, it's been proven time and time again that kids just don't like watching old things. And, you know, even anime fans have this attitude. You know, I see more and more you know, people who don't want to watch any anime that's older than five or ten years old. Yeah. Older than their lifespan. It's old. Or vice versa, the people that won't want to see anything that's, you know, recent. <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah. they only want to see stuff that's 30 and 20 years old. So. But With when it comes brain. to TV especially, you know, and things on TV networks, the lifespan of stuff is just getting shorter and shorter and shorter. So, and given that there's so much old stuff on DVD and you know, there's all these streaming options, you know, there's so much old crap you can watch on Hulu that um, there's no need to be using that stuff on TV because it's just it doesn't have that punch anymore. Because yeah. part of the appeal of watching these old things on Toonami, like back in the day, Voltron or Robotech was, you couldn't get that stuff anywhere else because none of that stuff was on DVD. Yeah, exactly. Now that it's everywhere on DVD or streaming. You can watch all of Robotech on Hulu. You can watch ExoSquad on Hulu. You know, these shows don't have a value anymore because they're not rare. There's some place that you can watch them. Yeah. So they'll make space for, uh, you know, the new things. And I think might eventually reach the point, if streaming really takes hold, that we don't see too much, if any, anime on TV networks. Yeah. Be reserved to, like, you know, where you get it now or, like, you see it on IFC and stuff like that. 
every so often even you know but even they've cut down for what they used to to show so i guess that'd be one hell of a series for them to take the chance of actually showing if they thought it could get a ratings draw but yeah i'm right there with you it'd probably be on a series to series basis of you know what's going to be the next dbz what's going to be the naruto what's going to be the next cowboy bebop the big giant franchise that we can milk for merchandising and get some something out of because people people you know people like to talk a lot of crap about it but people forget how big dragon ball z was and how Everyone was watching it. Yeah, I don't care who you were. Everybody brought, was watching that, and that brought millions to people. It, it just it just got to the point too. I mean, I remember when they had the Dragon Ball Z things at uh, Burger King. Yeah, I mean, so, and you know, of course, it brought along you know helped usher in some of the other popular shows like uh, Naruto and all that. And, yeah, you know, but um, but that block on the map. That's, yeah. that's what it really did. No, I, I agree with you too. I, I think we're in a point, and it's not necessarily even going with an anime as um, a subject or uh, or shows but we're at a point with television where I think you have the TV the TV executives and the TV people with the old way of thinking mm-hmm. and the technology is just vastly outpacing everything and they're they're just str- scrambling to catch up and um, you know it'll be interesting to see how it works I mean I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, you know if everything just went to streaming you know pretty much in the end if the the, the normal networks just ended up buying those companies or something like that. We, we see that some of them run them because what Hulu's run is not through NBC or they got some type of deal where it seems like Hulu's their own um, their own their own service, but they they license programming from all yeah. those channels. So but it's a joint venture, I believe, from NBC and Fox and some other studios. Yeah. So I mean, uh, that's that's pretty much it. And um, you know, as as, as you know, sad as it is to see that, you know, Toonami and Adult Swim and they're not around or not in the forms that we remember them in, you know, you still can kind of look back and say, you know, realize what they did. And, um, you know, but, you know, I guess that's going, getting nostalgic, but, uh, you know. Whatever. Well, nothing, nothing stays the same forever. No, not at all. But Everything uh, changes. You know, we'll get something war. that'll, that'll, uh, that'll probably replace it in the end, but, uh, that was just our thoughts on that, and um, if you, I'm sure there will be lots of uh, comments on something like this. Uh, you know, feel free to go to the MechaTalk uh, forum and the MHQ website, and go into the Gundam MHQ, um, you know, for, uh, forum thread area there, and uh, see the thread once this episode gets up. So, um, you know, if that's it for Soul Bro and Chris, uh, we'll be back in a little bit. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. Venomous, but not that venomous. <laughs> well, I'm saving up my venom for uh, yeah. all the straight talk. That Gillian guy. Oh, yeah, let me let me get my damn printer ran out of ink. It ran out of the black cartridge, so I, I got like two of them printed. But I got to bring the other two up here on. I know you. And I know when you got something brewing. I know it. What I got brewing? You what I it? got brewing, Ray? You tell me. You done lost your dumb damn mind. Hi, I'm Mitsugi. And I'm Hatake. And we're the hosts of Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast. AAAPodcast.com. Listen up, anime fans. Do you find yourself spending tons of money on anime DVDs and merchandise? Wishing you drove a Gundam to work instead of your car? 
singing J-pop music in the shower. If you do any of these things, you might be an anime addict. At the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, we have one mission to turn your anime addiction into an obsession. We entertain our listeners with current anime news, celebrity guest hosts, hilarious discussion topics, and fair, unbiased review on current and past anime. Here are a few testimonials. I used to be a total anime noob. Now I know so much about anime that I can say, Spike was caught riding on a Tachkoma eating Pocky wearing a Hidden Leaf Village headband while looking at a foldout of Revy in a Death Note, and know exactly what that means. Now that I listen to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, I never have to watch a bad anime again. They watch them, so I don't. So visit us at aaapodcast.com and submit anime review requests on our forum and tune in on iTunes so you can always have the latest in news and reviews. So get obsessed with Anime Addicts at the AAA. And remember, we're here for you. Let us do no such goddamn thing. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 51 of Gundam at MAHQ. In this episode, we talked about our thoughts on um, more uh, mecha video games uh, spanning over several series that dealt with Gundam and um, other mecha series. And lastly, we also talked about the good old days of uh, Toonami and how it got started and how it acted as a, uh, a venue to introduce people to old series as well as a lot of anime series as well. But, um, Your series at the time. Yep, exactly. But um, before we close this episode out, you guys got anything, anything to announce or uh, anything, uh, anything to add before we close out? Uh, Lelouch is dead. Nice. Season two of Double O sucks. <laughs> um, Razafon is crap. Oh, and I've suddenly changed my view of Evangelion. It is the greatest mecha series ever, and without it, we wouldn't have things like. Gundam and all that because well, predates everything. Well, it's about time you it's got on board. It's actually in the cave drawings, like in uh, Africa. <laughs> it's the only anime that a, matters. A, a, a little boy jerking off to a girl. But <laughs> no, it still sucks. Well, Chris, how about you? <laughs> you tengo esas noticias del website <laughs> MAHQ. <laughs> all right. And, and hey, Neo, it's not jerking off to a girl, it's jerking off on a girl. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. There's, there's a difference. Okay, sorry. Very distinct difference. Semantics. Damn you, semantics. For the girl. Get me again. Or or is it semantics? <laughs> oh, it's tricky, tricky. Uh, <laughs> I'm a funny you and, guy. You and your double entendres. Yep. Oh, wow. We just got unsus- unsubscribed on iTunes. Nice. Nice. Hey, I, I, know, I know some MHQ. Hey, you know what? Screw Steve Jobs. I hate oh. that guy. Man, the old turtleneck, man. Yeah. You can you can take that turtleneck and stick it where the sun don't shine. Yeah, got a guy that a guy that convinces a bunch of people to buy something they don't really need. <laughs> and know before I get you know posts from angry Apple fanboys, I don't hate Steve Jobs. I'm just ripping on him for the fun of it. Hey, if anybody out there wants to buy me an iPad, I'm not turning it down. <laughs> anyway, a couple of announcements. Uh, as uh, as people have seen by now, uh, MHQ's redesign has premiered. It sucks. It does suck. It's horrible. <laughs> it's a step backwards. It's uh, worse than what the original was. So we'll be actually, promptly changing it back to what it used to be. Actually, I, I I think it looked better when it had Vegeta on there. That looked super. 
That looks when it was under construction. That was more advanced than the crap you put up now. <laughs> well, that was that was the super prototype. So that might oh. come back. But um, you know, just want to reemphasize the fact that uh, you know that new design is going to be rolling out throughout the year, and it's going to be a pretty long process for us to convert the entire site to that look, but uh, it will be happening sooner or later, and uh, you know, since we're still here recording this episode, I guess the world didn't end. Oh. And maybe Duke Nukem Forever will come out now. <laughs> so what do you think? Uh, MHQ redesign will be complete, or the or uh, the sixth episode of uh, Unicorn? What's, what's, what do you put your money on? If, if you were that guy in Gaiden betting on Kyrgyz and the, and the Zero-G thing, what would you put your money on? I'll put my money on myself. Okay. Always bet on Chris. <laughs> that, uh, that's announcement number one. Announcement number two is that uh, I am leaving the show for two episodes. <gasps> what? Actually, you were suspended. Yes, I'm, I'm on uh, Gundam suspension. Yes. I'm on with super secret double probation. <laughs> Without pay. <laughs> Wait, you mean I was getting paid before this? Oh, You're not supposed to tell him that. Man, you had to, you had to ruin it. <laughs> We're going to have to open oh, you up. See, the thing is, we, we fired him you know, months ago, so we just fixed the error. Way <laughs> <laughs> to go, Milton. <laughs> I'm going to burn the building down. Anyway, uh, nothing fancy. I'm just going to uh, vacation in Europe, so uh, I'm going to take advantage of vacation to the utmost, so... Taking a little Gundam break, so you'll be in uh, capable hands with uh, these other two chumps, and then you can anticipate my glorious return in episode 54. When the well, will you have your theme music done by then? So when you uh, we introduce you at the beginning, you can have your own theme music, like every mecha hero has. Just use uh, something from Shaft. I'm sure that that's that's. Or what is it? Insert songs? Is that what they call those things? Yeah, yeah, insert songs. songs. Nice. I'll play one of those WWF themes. Nice. Oh. <laughs> there you go. So that's all. Nothing fancy. Just a little, little vacation. You know. Don't think. Um, you know. Aside from the last time I took a vacation two years ago, that I've missed an episode since then. So. No. I think I've been on every episode. I think you have. I think you're the only one that's been on every episode. That's yeah. yes, uh, you not, are. Not, not including the specials, but like every every regular numbered episode, you have been on every one, man. Yeah. Keep up the streak, man. <laughs> Keep it going. I'm just. I'm just at. That unappreciated employee that comes in every day, <laughs> or, or or that STD that's that's there but you Excuse. can't ignore it. I'm like herpes; pretend. I never go away. Hey, Dave Chappelle, haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I actually saw that they they've started playing Chappelle's show again, and I saw that episode again. That was very funny. Dangle's got something wrong with his dangle. <laughs> <laughs> I need to pop in that DVD. <laughs> oh boy! All right, so. That's it for me, and, um, you know, guess I'll see you guys in a month or so. Well, that's shocking news, Chris. Shocking news. But um, if anything, we'll miss you, but we'll see you when you get back. And um, before we close out, of course, check all the websites. Head over to mahq.net, the newly revamped Mecha and Anime headquarters. Also, you can head on over to mechatalk.net, which is the forums for MAHQ. And also Gundam.net, where you can find out the, um, the liner notes for every episode posted for Gundam and other bits of information. Uh, also, peep our sites at uh, Facebook, MySpace, and um, you can find us on Twitter at um, M-A-H-Q-D-O-T-N-E-T. Um, last but not least, you can also find us on iTunes, Zune, and you can reach us by email by going to Gundam, M-A-H-Q, at gmail.com. 
And always remember, all petition requests go to <laughs> sbrmhq at gmail.com. You know what sucks? Every time I say that, I, every time I, I put a post on Twitter, people always say, hey, why don't you make a petition for that? <laughs> I was like, good God, man. <laughs> keep, keep it up, folks. Keep it, it up. Is, it is funny, though. It's the joke that doesn't get old, apparently. But um, <laughs> Just like King Arthur. Nice. Yeah. Well, if um, there's nothing else, um, we'll go ahead and close out this episode of Gundam at MAHQ. And we'll see you guys next time. Very impressive. But don't forget that you owe it all to that mobile suit's abilities and nothing more. You're a sore loser. Gundam at MHQ is a Shinjuku station in the MHQ production. Start talking. Okay, I'll talk. We went over to Mikey's dad's place, and we found a map that said that underneath this place there's buried treasure. Where? In the fireplace. I don't believe you. Honestly. <laughs> I know you're lying. Tell me the truth. In fifth grade, I knocked my sister Edie down the stairs, and I blamed it on the dog. But the worst thing I ever done, I mixed up all this fake puke at home, and then I went to this movie theater. Climbed up to the balcony. What happened? This is that I made a noise like this. And then I dumped it over the side. Then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other. I never felt so bad in my entire life. No! I'm too young! Not my hand! Please!